Dorktales presents Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a Feywild adventure. Hello everyone and welcome back to Wild Beyond the Witchlight one last time. Uh, this is how to run chapter 5 and how to run Wild Beyond the Witchlight in general. Uh, I was your dungeon master for Wild Beyond the Witchlight. My name is and remains Kelly. Uh, I use ENM and I am excited to be giving this game a proper send off because it was a wonderful time. Uh, we'll be talking more about that soon. Uh, quick note before I have my players do their introductions that this game is going to be talking about how to run the entire campaign. So uh, there, I've tagged it on Twitch with a spoiler. Uh, and there's going to be spoilers if you're watching it or listening anywhere else. So uh, if you're going into Wild Beyond the Witchlight, be aware that this does contain spoilers for the game. Uh, that said, I don't think that Witchlight has very many spoilers. I think there are three spoilers in the entire game, and we will talk about that in a minute. Uh, and I think you can still enjoy this game an incredible amount while knowing those things, with the exception of the one thing at the end that you guys all know what I'm talking about immediately, um, the name thing. Uh, but... So with that, why don't we go around to an... Somebody's, Somebody's making a lot of noise out there. Um, all right. You good? That. No, it <laughs> sounded like they were like stirring like an empty bowl with a wooden spoon, like really loudly, or like one of those like Japanese um, like water clock things, that are... but like really rapid. He's still going. It's like... Someone out there is practicing the sword while I'm running D&D. &D. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Zoom's doing a good job of not picking that up. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, without further ado, let's pass along to the players one last time. Uh, hi, Christine. Hello. Uh, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns. And for this game, I played Gwendolyn Shafra. You can call her Wynn. Uh, she was our human monk. I'm nice. sure she'll come back for other stuff. But... Uh, she's been put away on the shelf even see <laughs> nice all right over to krista hello uh, i'm krista i use she her or they them pronouns um and uh, i played isaac ronaldi of the runingling uh, our leonin rogue uh who if you give me one second <laughs> no not that one hang on i, I also wish to put Isaac on the shelf. There we go. There we go. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's uh, pass down to Caitlin. Hello, I'm Caitlin. Um, and for this game, I played Luthien Aradel, the high elf gunslinger. I use she, her pronouns, and so does Luthien. Nice. All right. Over to Robin. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin. I use she, her pronouns, and I played Cicero Novus, our... Uh, A.K.A. Sassy, our tiefling soul sorcerer, soul sorcerer, yeah, mm. clockwork soul sorcerer. There we go. That was it. I you, you got it in two. I got it into. Sorry, it's 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 been a while, and I am I. It was not a great Monday, so my brain is a little out of sorts. <laughs> nice. And finally, returning from the void is Hayden. Who? Who? Ooh. Hi. Hello. Hi, guys. I'm Hayden Babio. I use they, them pronouns, and I played Nico Freya, the Katsadria Archfey Warlock. Uh, they used uh, she, her pronouns, or she, they pronouns. Didn't really matter. I don't think Nico would really care either way. Uh, but it, 
I'm gonna miss them. It was so nice to come back for to get to surprise y'all for the finale and come back. That that was a, that was a good good time. Thank you for clearing an entire like three week span off for us. I got you, BB. Yeah. Oh, I should, I could have done this to summon you. Hold on. There we go. Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just dripped boiling water right on my lap. Oh no! That's the problem with bottoms. They like they have a like yeah. a reservoir yeah, of water that can pool in them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're damn mm -hmm. good. But like, I also have a heckin' like I have like a stainless steel shit on my head. You know what? <laughs> Join. Um, wait, it's not open. Hold on, I don't want to fuck this up. Hold on, there we go. All right. I I think I think uh back here. I don't know if you can see it. I almost overfilled that. That would have been really fucking bad. My, my single serve <laughs> coffee machine is just back there. Hell yeah, dude. I've actually thought about buying like my dream espresso machine and putting it on the shelf over here. So I don't Correct. have to leave my office. That, that's the dream. You get a water that dispenser is... and a coffee thing. Yeah. No, but the thing is, that would be a terrible idea because I've started <laughs> playing Final Fantasy 14. So I'll just become a neat. I will never oh, yeah. leave. Because if mm -hmm. I get a mini fridge and the espresso machine and just be like, cool, you're going to play like MMOs. No. All right. Well, I have the Epic set up because that's literally my kitchen right there. <laughs> I, I have to walk around the corner on the fridge and I'm in the kitchen. It's, it's here's my fun. computer. <laughs> there's my kitchen. All we need is a Yeah, I can, I can stare at my kitchen. My kitchen's like 10 feet away from me right now. I just got to walk straight. Just got to like leap over my desk. That used to be when I lived in uh, Vancouver when I was like living in the basement. Uh, I'm like, I mean, I could just walk over to my fridge and I could go make coffee on break. I can't do that no more. Well, it's great. Like if I'm streaming or playing like Guild Wars with like Amy or something, I can be still on my headphones, still shouting to my mic <laughs> and chatting with her on Discord while I make my tea. Yeah. Or just be keeping an eye on my chat. That was me in my old place. Now it's down a hallway, down a set of stairs, through a foyer, and through a kitchen. <laughs> That's a lot of steps. That's what happens when you move back in with your parents. Mm -hmm. The millennial experience. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Hey. Oh, well, Reaganomics. <laughs> they work so well, though. I mean, it worked, for the, it worked for the people who got something out of it. This is very true. Also, weird thing earlier. We, we recorded the first episodes of uh, Dork Pod last week, right? And I moved my interface like i moved my audio interface to, to do our recording that we did and i was doing video editing today and i couldn't find a file because it was on my backup drive and i'm like oh i must have unplugged that random cable that's dangling this extension usb cable so i plug it in and it goes and i get the file no problem to get the i was something for deadlands that i was i needed to encode that finally however as i was setting up the mic today uh with like our streaming setup I went over and I was I found the other side of that cord, which was unplugged from anything. So I don't know how I plugged a, a vacant cord in and it found the drive, but it did. So that's been my day so far. Things working when they shouldn't. So mm, ghosts. Uh, anyway, ghosts. Uh, ghosts. Helpful Piss ghosts. Piss off, ghosts. That's what you have to say. Piss off, ghosts. We'll say that on Thursday <laughs> when we go see Thor, the yes. god of thunder. <laughs> Excited for Thor. It's going to be good. We're going to be pretty Thor when we leave. Oh, speaking of being Thor, I'm not Ooh. Thor anymore. My back doesn't hurt for the first time in two weeks. Yay. Or, or it doesn't hurt much, which is pretty great. It's pretty great, folks. Um, it said you I, passed it on to me. I did. Enjoy. Oh. 
I didn't, but you might. I won't. I don't know what you like. No, no, um, I don't enjoy it. I okay. don't enjoy it at all. All right, so folks, it's time to talk about Wild Beyond the Witchlight. How did you enjoy Chapter 5? So Chapter 5 basically starts the moment that you leave uh, Yawn. <sighs> I had to get one more out of those. Uh, and uh, and basically through there on in. What did you think of it? So, Hayden, I know you're going to be a little quieter in this portion, but because um, you enjoyed the part you were in pretty well, I think. <laughs> Uh, but what'd you go, what'd y'all think of it? Uh, I think it was a lot of fun. I think it would have been a lot more fun if we weren't worrying about making good radio. Um, I think, cause I know like Kelly had been a little concerned about the back and forth and back and forth. I think if we were all just playing around a table and we had no time limit and we really didn't care when it happened, then I think that could have been a lot of fun. Hmm. But I think because we were trying to be like, no, 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 we got to be like concise. By the back and forth, you mean like the backtracking, right? Yes, the backtracking with the like taking the crown back and forth. Yeah, the line and stag. See, that would have just annoyed the piss out of me if I was a player. That's how I was thinking about it more than more than even radio. I was thinking like, Mm. oh, I don't want to do this. It would just be so annoying. Yeah. But yeah. But there's also that you don't need it. Like everything. Once you have the chime of opening. Like if you if you were nice to Sir Talavar, you could use go like. Well, but that's the beauty is that you get punished. It's one of the many punishments you received for not being nice to people. <laughs> which which I love. I think that's one of the best things yeah. about this module is that if you're nice to people, good things happen, and if you're not, suck it. Yeah. Exactly. We, did we miss anything else? Was there any was okay. there anything that okay. we missed from that? Oh yeah, quite a few. So here, here's uh, the map. We hardly which, explored the palace. Okay, so though. there's there's the grounds. You saw <laughs> all of that. Okay, yeah. and then we go. Whoa. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you if you notice, the pink X's are if you make any noise in there, the Jabberwock hears you. Those were my mm-hmm. reminders. Yeah. Uh, and then that's that's level one, and then level two is somewhere in this damn book. Uh, is here and uh, it's all like so there's like the bottom bit and then whoa so there's quite a bit so here's how you guys did this you went uh, oh look there's a bunch of stuff oh look there's Nico Uh, there's the aviary Uh, there's the end of the game like that's literally all you did (laughs) speed run speed run speed run you did a speed run, right? Like you did about, I'd say probably about a fifth of the palace. Okay, so other things that you could have done. Okay, let's go through it. You found. Well, I'm. I I was talking like it's good that we're doing the map, but I I meant actually the the like like was there anything that like oh if you help this person you got this at the end that we missed. That's what I was asking. Oh. Maybe like one thing in yawn. Maybe okay. like maybe like one thing, like a little thing. But okay. I think you got everything, to be honest. All, all of the major bo- points you did. Um, yeah. So there are a couple of things in the palace itself where if you are kind or nice, you get a reward out of it, right? Um, if you go, uh, for example, finding out that that her name is, uh, like, what what um, Igwolf's real name is, right? Or what Zabilna's real name is. Uh, if you just go and talk to the closet that works for Igwelv and are like, yeah, we're going to go rescue her. Say we even have a unicorn horn. Like, he'll just tell you the name or it will just tell you the name. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't have the unicorn horn, that is a place that can show up. So some things about the, I mean, where do you where do, where do you want to start talking? Do you want to start talking about the entire nature of the module? Do you want to talk about just this chapter? Like, wh- where do you want to start? Well, I feel like we didn't do a lot this chapter. So like, do we want to do yeah. a quick speed run like we did of this chapter? So, <laughs> I mean, we uh, kind of what, like... Two episodes of yeah. this chapter. Yeah, two episodes. Yeah. So you landed at the front gate, you went and you talked to uh, the pavilion and the, the unbirthday party that's there. Uh, then you went in, oh, by the way, the woodcutter's axe um, immediately uh, cuts down the beanstalk if you have it, more or less. Like it's oh. mechanically, oh. like you have to go like whack, whack, and the entire thing falls down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have a strength of 18 to remove it. Like there's no oh. check. It's just you, unless oh, you're you strong enough, you, you can't remove it. Yeah, that's mm. funny. I I don't. I'm I, I'm of mixed opinions for the you must have this stat to do it. Yeah. But also, it's kind of nice to not just have someone who has like a strength of two pull it on a nat twenty. You know, it's kind of a, yeah. I'm, I'm mixed on it. I was gonna say that fits very much into the fairy tale kind of trope. Like right? that is that is that's Excalibur. Like it's, it's Excalibur it's for the Canadian hunt. lumberjack. Exactly. It's not even that bad no. of a stat, right? Like it's it's a high end stat, the, but the, yeah, it's it's I mean, it's most attainable. Have one or two? Yeah. No, see, Christine, most characters don't roll like you. <laughs> we can't. You all normally be have you. an eighteen. We can't all be perfect dice well, goddesses. Well, sixteen, <laughs> most, most ones act like creation. You add something. There. Oh, I have done triple rolls. Like the way that we roll stats and not gotten above a 14 like wow. <laughs> i've done I mean, like, that I question have a wide range <laughs> yes. and i'm careful with what i put where oh i'm <laughs> i'm using my I definitely best, but no i've pissed off some god that's for sure yeah i don't frequently oh. roll an 18 on my stat line like i generally get a 16 and added two to it for like character creation so um there was a little rose bush area that you guys looked at, saw that there were edder caps hiding, and we're like, now nah, we're good. Uh, inside oh, there, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a petrified satyr. Um, and if you do something to him, he, he's one of those weird cases where if you bring him back to life, he's like, oh, I will give you a gift. Uh, here, a never ending wine skin. And he hands it to you, and it's just like a water skin. But he's cursed to think that water is wine. <laughs> oh my goodness which i mean is pretty you know that's he's pretty a, useful he's a cheap drunk yeah. um let's see uh you go to this lake you got that you got the crown you went to the the two the lion and the stag and uh you completely bypassed or i went to the land of yon for a minute um you completely <laughs> bypassed a lot of what you had to do by simply jumping out the window when and <laughs> Well, and it's and a lot of this is like, oh, you can't scale the palace without climbing equipment. I'm like, yeah, but a monk has slow fall, and it's like 20 feet. Like, if the Prince of Persia can do it, Wynn can probably do it, right? <laughs> Level 8 monk, right? Um, so you did also, that. Also, like, is mm. the palace just, like, perfectly smoothed and blended together? Like a baby's bottom, no. Because um, most stone walls are very climbable. Yeah. I think it was ma- it's magically frustrating. Right? Okay. So it's like all of the windows are locked, um, and all of the doors are locked unless everything's they, just or not, in all, the, all the doors are unlocked unless the other ones. Yeah, and it's you can't pick things, right? So that's mm-hmm. I I did I did say, and this is something you may want to consider, folks. Uh, if you have any rogues going into this, or anybody who constantly picks locks, maybe inform them like, hey, not to frustrate you, 
but there might be some things that are unpickable in your future because nothing <laughs> pisses off a skill-focused character like feeling useless when they can't well, do their thing. In my situation, it would have been really obnoxious because you custom gave me gloves that increased my sleight of hand and my and my tools. So me going like, why did you give me this ability if I, I can't do shit with it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and you used it a lot before It easily that. could have gone... Yeah, well, exactly, but it like it easily could have gone that way. That's like oh, yeah, you could easily think, oh yeah, the like this is this is like you know the DM gave everyone a little trinket to ha yeah. have for the end, kind of thing to help them out near the end, and you have to yeah. be a good player to keep it yeah. and remember that you have it, and oh, this will help me get through. And then yeah, if it doesn't work out, and you're like. Well, why the fuck did you give me this? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I think Kelly was cursing himself in that room huh. with all the animated furniture for uh, giving me the cloak of protection. Oh, because that yeah. raised my AC high enough in case you just it wasn't the cloak of protection so much as the spider climb because I couldn't I couldn't justify like like charging you with that. Mm. Um, but okay. ba basically, I that cloak of protection was. Uh, that, that that was an oopsie but your character had a cloak in the art so that's that's what you do in the dork tales games folks you convince people to get things in their art and then i be, feel beholden to give it to them <laughs> and then there we go it's oh <laughs> so you said should, i should have gotten fadia to have a staff of power in the art oh, you should have but you didn't you got a spell book yeah. in that art and you got you have a ring you have a ring on your yeah. pinky finger which could be mm -hmm. like a ring of spell storing. I'll have to look. It, it, it's a plain... no. I ha it's it's a ring of dual concentration. Oh I damn, that's my... an even better ring. There yeah, it go. is. We went through the magic items when we made Fadia because oh, yeah. So man. I have several magic items. Well, it's because you're joining a level twelve game where it's, it's a homebrew true. level twelve game. Everybody's through the through the roof. Um, <laughs> it's it's like yeah, guilted into so much. It, it's 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 kind of true, right? Like you have to be really mm -hmm. careful because you don't want to. D and D is a game where it's really easy to accidentally be a dick to your players like to be like here is a vorpal sword your enemy is the headless horseman yeah right so like a weapon that only cuts heads off and you have no you know you hope it's against someone that doesn't have a head and you're like okay and that, that can be something that's fun like down the road where yeah. it's like okay you got this vorpal sword you've used it a whole bunch to kill a bunch of people you got a, a bunch of wicked sick crits on it here's the headless horseman yeah good luck mm -hmm. yeah like, it's 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 a it's a uh -huh. curveball not yes. not not a not a screw not you a fuck you mm -hmm. yeah. right yeah not a fuck yeah. you not um, a finger so yes. some other things uh, so something that i changed about this first of all um were the court of storms which is that big so i made a mistake when i was running the game i freely admitted this one um because the map i'm bad at reading maps um especially when I do my prep beforehand, but I found this map very hard to visualize because of the way the turrets that surround or the, the, the towers that surround the central dais, like right here, they really bug me because it sure looks like those, those X shaped walkways lead into it, but they don't, they lead into a tower on the previous level. Oh. And that, that killed me. So when Wynn was like, Oh, I'm looking through, so when when they went across or uh, when you guys went across that portion i was like oh when can totally see and then i was like oh balls no you totally couldn't see through there it's actually walls it's actually <laughs> walls okay but there are windows so i was like all right you saw through windows they were stained glass but i don't know maybe one was broken or something i don't know sure um I i'm gonna roll with this um the other thing is that when you're looking at that big court of storms there is no way to get to the court of storms on foot you have to be able to fly across 
like to get to the throne room you have to fly across from the ballroom to the the little like uh, balcony to the north of it uh or teleport like misty step it's like what 60 60 feet it's a, it, you can misty step across but that's about it that's about all you can do so i was going to have like a bifrost there that you could summon if you did the right like little jig or song or something like that i i was gonna have something prepped for it where oh yes well if you touch the unicorn we see, we see a bunch of cord hair like <laughs> scattered <laughs> about that we dance to make it move yeah that would have been great you could have had cord hairballs hayden you missed that they learned to dance the let of control iron hair <laughs> it was not even surprised it was literally hair metal <laughs> yeah oh my goodness um other things that it was really metal hair what it was what it was um there what else happened here you guys beat the jabberwock without fighting it uh oh you want to hear what the jabberwock could have done to you absolutely yes, yes. yes. Okay. yes. all right and let's, show let's... us that, that beautiful beautiful boy you want the beautiful Let, boy let's hear some stat lines here you want the you want the beautiful boy there's, there's i want to see it because it looks so, so there sweet. there's the jabberwock i did not those play. eyes freak me out those, uh, yeah. i i painted a jabberwock hell? mini it was a lot oh. <laughs> I, I didn't put googly eyes on it, but it, like if you Google it, that's one of the first things that you see. Okay, yeah, so I'd be very tempted. I think <laughs> if that book was mine to actually get googly eyes and put them in the book on that's it. That's fair. Yeah. All right, huge dragon, typically chaotic evil. Uh, AC eighteen, one hundred and fifteen hit points, so pretty low. Uh, lots of saving throws. Uh, saving throw averages in like eh, all the physical saving throws are at least a plus six, if not a plus ten. Uh, it's vulnerable to slashing, but from a Vorpal Sword only. Uh, it's immune to poison, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, so here are its specials, okay? Besides having the typical legendary actions of tail attack, rend attack, and wing attack. Uh, so rend attack being a, uh, a slashing that does 3d10 plus 15. Or pardon me, plus 5. Mm, I didn't design this thing. Um, <laughs> a fiery gaze uh, that allows it to shoot a line of fire from its eyes. Uh, it has the following cool so things, okay? So, the cool things are confusing burble. The Jabberwock burbles to itself unless it is incapacitated. Any creature that starts its turn within 30 feet of the Jabberwock and is able to hear its burbling must make a charisma saving throw, DC 18. On a failed save, they can't take reactions until the start of their next turn and rolls a D4 to determine what it does during their turn. So it has a confusing aura. Uh, nice. So, uh, do does nothing... Does nothing except use its movement to move in a random direction, or makes one melee attack against a random creature, or does nothing if no visible creatures within reach. Um, it has three legendary resistance and has the uh, has ten hit point regeneration. Uh, however, that is blocked if it takes any slashing damage, not just vorpal slashing. Oh uh, it, damn! Yeah. Oh okay. So odds are, if any of you has a sword of any kind or claws of any kind. Uh, you are going to be preventing its regeneration. It only has AC 18, and it only has 115 hit points. My strong suggestion, I leveled everybody up at the beginning of this. Technically, you don't level until you save Zavilna, but giving somebody a character level when the game is over seems a bit counterintuitive to me. So I wanted to give you your, your eighth level and let you go have some fun with it. I would double this thing's hit points, personally. Um, mm -hmm. Or at least give it max hit points, um, one of, one of my, one of my most common suggestions that I, I want to give to new DMs is if there is a random hit point chart and you have a full party, a four or five, 
don't give it gives what they have in the book is an average hit points. So this guy is uh, 10 D12 plus 50. All right, max there. This thing should have 170 hit points if it rolled max. 170 hit points for the in-game boss of a level eight game. Uh, that's that's not much. Like when what's your damage output? My damage output? Yeah, like what's what's a what's an average amount of damage for you? So you are uh, you're throwing well, a D six. Yeah, D sixes. Okay, so I'm gonna say that you can make four attacks per round, right? I'm gonna say three mm -hmm. of those hit by by just math. Like just basic math of your bonuses and any advantage that you could grab from that. Okay. So if you're doing a D six, so you're doing ten points of damage per hit. Uh you said you're a D six on damage? Okay, so that means that let's average that to a three and then add your dex bonus on each, which was a four, right? So assuming that that's it's at what, least four. It's at least four. Yeah. So assuming it went up that five at the end. It was five at the end. Okay, so you're doing eight yeah. points of damage per hit. You're probably hitting at least three times a turn against this thing. Assuming that you hit it three times a turn, that means you're doing twenty-four points of damage per turn. Let's round up to twenty-five just to make it nice and easy. Um Wynn could take this thing down in five turns by herself if she didn't get killed by it. Would Stunning Strike have worked on this thing? Stunning Strike could have worked. Yeah, is absolutely. Do you want to roll a dice to, do you want me to roll a dice to see if it would have been stunned? Sure. What was your, what was your save, DC? One sec. I mean, at least it has, at least, at least the thing in the Jabberwock's favor is it does have legendary resistances. This so is true. Least... So I could have chosen to succeed three times yeah um but i christine don't worry about it i know i failed i have a plus 10 on my con saves and i just roll a three so if you tried to stunning strike every round I think it was like 16 or yeah i would have like missed by three so if you had stunning striked every round that you fought this thing you eventually would have gotten it probably and then well especially since i had seven eight key points at the end there yeah and it there's no cap on how many you can spend well, exactly, right? So at that point... So as long as you are using your bonus actions the right way, which I think Stunning Strike is not a bonus action, it's part of your It's part action, of your action, yeah, yeah. You can still Flurry of Blows. You can still Flurry of Blows. And then on yes, top of that... Yes, you can potentially have four attempts of Stunning Strike if you wanted to spend five key points in a turn. Yeah. So you could, you could burn out my legendaries. And the thing is, with Stunning Strike, you have Isaac in the party and you have Luthien in the party. Okay? Then you have two Blaster Casters, right? So the two blaster casters are going to take down a ton of hit points, but then you've got Luthien who is like a gunslinger has some rogue characteristics. If something, if you have advantage on something, Caitlin, you have a much greater chance of doing some incredible damage. Wait, actually just kidding. Mm -hmm. If we were actually going to fight this, hmm. I would have done the same thing as I did for. Turn into a dragon. Frick. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, dragon I, fight, dragon I would have, would have. <laughs> Twin cast haste on Win and oh, Lufian. Honestly, oh you should have cast it on I don't maybe Win, but like Isaac. Because if uh, the mm -hmm. second that you should have done it, like I don't know, I th I feel like Isaac would be the linchpin of this one because if Isaac's rolling with advantage, he has such a high chance of critting. And what what are you yeah, 40, 46 sneak attack at this level? Yeah, with, so and, and eight, I wasn't ever using that, and I could have been I could have been fighting dagger or uh, uh, rapier dagger. Like I could have borrowed 
So eight um, D six. I almost is... called you Zarya. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, but, my yeah. other rapier I never used. Yeah, because I and then I could have I could have dual wielded with my instead of using yeah, my absolutely. bonus action mm. um, to get, provide the help action. Or that's the other thing is I can be attacking with advantage with forty six hit points with haste, getting a second one with advantage, and then using my bonus action to help. Well, uh, win, then giving her advantage and... on one of her attacks. And let's not forget the best thing of all. Snickersnack's a great sword, but you could have wielded it because it yeah. gives proficiency. Mm. So if you ever run this oh, game wow. and your party gets a hold of Snickersnack, I uh, hope the rogue doesn't get it if you want this fight to work. <laughs> because <laughs> holy shit. Uh, you uh, you can even, even, the sneak attack only works with a light or finesse weapon regardless of proficiency is that yeah i guess that's true it only works so i i wouldn't let me I double check that it doesn't have it. the finesse quality uh, yeah if it has the finesse quality it might have it magically if it has magical finesse then it would work but otherwise it doesn't matter how proficient you are with it if it's not finesse it's having this i i would it. argue you can sneak attack someone with a sledgehammer but well, and i think i probably would have been absolutely infuriating for the jabberwocky because of mobile yeah, and how much like distance I cover in a turn? I can run in, hit it, and run back out again, and it yeah. can't take an opportunity attack. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it would be super obnoxious. I mean, it honestly doesn't. It can't use its legendary actions against you. Against you. Okay, so well, even if you couldn't use Snickersnack, holy crap! Okay, do you want to know what this thing can do? Like, I love this sword. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you gain a plus three to attack and damage with this vorpal sword. It also Sick. ignores resistance to slashing. So if somebody has it, pfft, nope. Oh. When you use this weapon to attack Wait. a creature that has at least one head and roll a twenty, the attack on the attack roll, you cut off one of the creature's heads. <gasps> if it can't survive <laughs> without that head, it dies. <gasps> a creature immune to this effect, oh. uh, a creature is immune to this effect if they're immune to slashing damage. Okay, oh. that's fair. Uh, it doesn't. If it doesn't have or need a head. It has legendary actions, or if the DM decides that it's too big to be cut off. Instead, so in this case, the Jabberwock couldn't be one-shotted one with this. Instead, however, the creature suffers an additional 6d8 slashing from the hit. Oh, holy so, shit. So, uh, on top of that, uh, while attuned to Snickersnack, you have proficiency with greatswords and can use charisma instead of strength for attack and damage. So oh. this is the bard weapon. Oh, Honestly, like, like like Nico or Nico or Robin yeah. could uh or hey oh yeah Robin. charisma I'm a twenty on charisma. yeah either of you yeah, could have used yeah, this same. great no I had by the end of the game I had oh. twenty charisma because I was like no no I get two ASIs when I level to eight so ha is it because it's from a poem I think so yeah well it's That's also cute. it's also That's sentient. Really uh, so it has an intelligence of nine, a wisdom of 14, and a charisma of 18. It has hearing and dark vision at 120, oh. can speak, read, and understand common. Its voice sounds <laughs> silvery and melodic. It craves the destruction of evil dragons and urges you to seek out and slay them. It craves it. It is also <laughs> fickle. It uh, it ends its attunement to you if you miss on attack rolls with it three times in a row. That would be the worst weapon okay. for me. Each time, <laughs> each time you finish a long rest after that, you can attempt to win its trust back with a, a contested oh charisma oh check. My God. Uh, if so you much. win the contest, the attunement oh is instantly restored, uh, but it cannot be restored in any other way. You have oh to, you have God. to basically you have to oh beg it. You have to sweet talk it. It's your girlfriend, basically. <laughs> 
Hi, baby. Uh, I promise. Or I'll your be boyfriend. There. I'm not sure. It's. It could it it could be gender fluid, but I feel like there's some definite Utena energy out of this, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yes. fair. Um, so uh that that is what I have to say about this. Like there's a bunch of fights. Uh the fights with um the League of Malevolence would have been super quick. Uh Kellek, if not Kellek, uh yeah, Kellek. Kellek's a, a a wimp. Uh and Warduke, if you go up to Warduke and you're like, hey. Here's money. He's like, oh. oh, okay. And he starts working for you. He'll even kill Kellek or fight Kellek. <laughs> like one place has money, works. money though. No, <laughs> right? but you can you, if you give him something worth two grand, he'll just do oh. it. So like one of you could have been like, oh, here's this magic item we got. He'll be like, all right. When gives him his cloak or gives him gives him her cloak, and now you have Warduke, and he's like, you just walk him around. He'll do whatever you say. Oh. That so long as it doesn't get him killed. Actually, I don't even think it says that. I think he's, he's fine just doing damn near anything. And if you walk up to the cauldron, you're like, hey, break that. He's like, okay. And he just destroys it oh and ends the gosh. curse. Like that's, wow. it's, he's the Terminator, basically. And, <laughs> which is funny because he's like a challenge rating two enemy. He's like, the old, old books put in like, like, I swear, like League of Malevolence. I'm gonna double check this because oh, he's sorry, he's CR five. There's squirrels fighting in the tree outside, and they're tougher than Warwick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they just went tumbling past the window. <laughs> they're on a date. Leave them alone. Um. So it's some, just the foreplay. Come on. Some Damn. other things here. We've like we've all seen Sword in the Stone. It's true. We that informed way too much of my life. <laughs> Um, uh, now I'm just thinking about the raccoons that, that were just my, going my at childhood. It. Squeak, squeak, I squeaker. felt so sorry for the girl squirrel. That was very sad. <laughs> I cry every time I see that one. Um, so there's a bunch of vaults and things like that. I, I think that, like, honestly, if you're running this mod, fix the thing about the bridge into the throne room. Give them other ways into that. Because there's one other way um, that someone told me about it, but I, I guess I didn't read it. I didn't find it when I was skimming. There's apparently a way to teleport in through the study upstairs at the courtroom. Someone in the, oh, Solomon in the chat just mentioned AU, and now I'm just stuck on Darkbot in my head. <laughs> it's the AU cannon. AU cannon. Oh my god, that whole thing was so good. Uh, and you guys don't even know. Join the Patreon. Trust me. It's great. It's, you do it. It's so yep. good. It's, it's going to be coming real soon. I got to edit the oh hell out god. of that. But, uh, the AU cannon was really... The game's only going to get weirder. Wait till you meet the, bar, the bartender. I, I'm so <laughs> excited. And you just can't hide it. Go go yeah. join the Patreon, guys. It was, Tr yeah, trust me, it's going to be coming out at the beginning of September. Uh, we recorded three episodes on Friday. It's so far wild. Uh, it is it is wild. Um, okay. Get on the witch light. Also, we're, we're down a patron. Canadian. We're down a patron. We're not all eights anymore, which I was very Ooh. sad about scandalous and eh, it's okay i knew someone someone had someone had uh only done it for a month and then like we just turned over the month so that's mm. i knew it was gonna happen but i want come on make me break 100 so i have to write stuff um <laughs> so i'm gonna answer some questions that were left for us by little aqua girl because i don't think anybody else left questions about this chapter uh they are uh, I did have one or two questions. How did you deal with the stress of the unicorn horn there are so many places you can lose it either by putting in the rocking horse uh or uh, Eladon, or trading it to the hags. Uh, I want that good ending too, but I don't want to railroad my players. Um, for one, you could say there are multiple unicorn horns. 
if you want. Like, if you really want it and you want to give them a freebie, you could say that there are other unicorn horns. Uh, players, the way the unicorn horn works is at the beginning of the game, you have to make a couple of big choices. One of which is, where is the unicorn horn? Uh, and what happens is you take a look at this and there are eight places it can be. Um, offered for sale at the uh, Trinket Bobble and Charms in Downfall. That's where it was in our playthrough. Hidden among the coals under Bavlorna's Cauldron. Stolen by Will of the Feywild and kept in, in Little Oak. Hidden in the cupboards of Loomlurch. In the possessions of the Periton. Uh, the, the head performing Periton at the Fey Beacons. Uh, number six, possession of uh, of Skilla, or yeah, Skilla, that's how it's pronounced, uh, in the possession of Sean the Librarian, who is in the uh, Palace of Heart's Desire, or tucked in a wooden chest uh, by Egric the Quasit. Uh, and that was the other one. So I, I rolled twice, and I rolled originally that it was either at the first sale place, which is the first place you can narratively get it if you're following the, the story proper, uh, or at... What was the other one? It was hidden in the cupboards of Loom Lurch. I thought it was more narratively appropriate that it be for sale. Uh, what I did when I was running the game, though, is I Schrodinger. I Schrodinger, Schrodinger's catted it, where it was in every location that it could be until the players interacted with it, starting with my favorite, which was the first, um, and then down the line. So if the players had just not purchased it there, it would have randomly appeared somewhere else. Um, like it would have been like, oh yeah, I stole that from those traveling salesmen <laughs> or something like that. Right. Cause like it's, it's a key item. Have it, have it be flexible, have it be in like quantum stasis, quantum flux. Um, if you give it to Eladon, there are a lot of ways that I've seen that that can be fixed. I was lucky that my players forgot about him and left. Um, I know I feel really bad that we never settled that. <laughs> well, right? you'll do it in the new game. Poor plus guy's mode. just stuck as a unicorn. I I think I don't know about you guys, but did you guys all have like ideas of like this is what we're gonna do when we're wrapped and like when we solve this thing, we're gonna go back and do all these things. Well, you still can. Yeah. You just gotta wait like thirty years. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because you well, can... I had I had I had Isaac's list of things that like we. Well, Isaac still has that fix. list. <laughs> I I, ass, I assume that you all can new game plus this like that's oh, that's that's how going. I read the ending personally. So um, what you're saying is we need to write fan fiction about how we see all of our no. You need to write fan fiction <laughs> about where we're all going to be. Oh me. No, I was pointing at the audience. Oh, <laughs> that too. That's right. Oh, someone's already doing it. Don't worry. Okay, but is, really? is, it's it's just it's just about Jepic and Isaac. I'll it's, just it's just smut. It's just smut. It's it's just it's just smut. It, I'm gonna be totally I mean, honest. With you know how to make a cabbage. I'll, I'll make I'll make sure they'll they post it in the not safe for work chat for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, as for Eladon, like, what do you what do y'all think if um if you'd given it back to Eladon, what are some ways around that narratively? So, like, he could have just been like, I shall give you a sliver of my horn with a portion of its power or something like that. Like, he'd break off a piece yep. of it. Uh, he could, he, he already has it so that you can summon him to aid things. So he could just theoretically be like, ah, oh, yes, call, call upon me in your hour of need and I shall appear no matter where you are. Yeah. But, like, once, seriously, don't, like, abuse this privilege. <laughs> I have to pay Uber every time. You know? <laughs> like, Pay Uber is rough. <laughs> Right. Um, so you could do that. Um, do you have any other ideas, or like you just not give it to him? He could he could I mean, give you like 
this is this is the horn of my father from his resting place or something like that like i mean you could also like the 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 chime of opening is very useful but maybe or maybe talavar leaves you one yeah Hmm. yeah um, but here, here's the thing, and I want to, I want to focus on this because the way that Little Aqua Girl phrases this is that uh, I want to give my players the good ending. If your players deserve the good ending, it doesn't matter if the cauldron's destroyed because as the book writes it. So with the cauldron, uh, let's see. So if the cauldron was destroyed, um, Zabilna uses a wish spell to repair the artifact, and then does not offer you a a wish necessarily um why not like the idea is that she has to use her power to restore the cauldron but it's it's a magic cauldron that reassembles when she wants it to more or less so mm-hmm. why can't she just be like and things be undone and the cauldron goes back together um and you know then she offers you a wish like if your characters earned it assume that zabilna on the point that she's unfrozen knows everything the characters did throughout the story that she magically knows it because she's the the archfey of this domain so everything inside of the domain theoretically you could say that she just absorbs it omnisciently mm-hmm. you don't have to but you could if you wanted to or she sees into their hearts and sees that they're good or she just feels compelled to be hospitable and to give them a gift um, i mean if you want to do the thing like if she's a high level character and only has one yeah. one ninth level spell you could have a scene with your players that they have a big party and sleep over in the castle, and then the next day, Zabilna has her power back. Yeah, and, she and you do a Star a Wars, a Star Wars walk at the exactly. end where everybody yes. except for the non-human character gets a medal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Correct. The Leonin, the Leonin doesn't get a medal. Oh. The Kitsadria manages to sneak in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I just like, disguise self, ears, tail, gun. I'm- that, that's oh, wait, long. I've disguised self now. Yeah, there you that's, go. There you go. That, and that's, that, that's really, that's that's brilliant, Robin, because um, it she does have Wish once per day. Yeah, Yeah. so just just have it. And I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's what, like, reading the module you, you worry about is, and, like, what would, like, Zabilna would be like, yeah, I want to fix my cauldron first. But why can't she just go have a nap and have a party <laughs> and then the next day <laughs> give them Wish? To get Bitch, the good take ending. a nap. You're well, not yourself yeah. when you're hungry. And what, what she can honestly do... <laughs> eat like a snicker snack. <laughs> uh, like, you're not hungry. Have a Maybe snicker snack. Maybe don't have, eat a snicker snack. You're hungry. Have a snicker snack. Uh, you're not yes. you when you're um, What you could also do is, like, you if you have a balloon, okay? If you don't have the Stormcloud balloon or you have, um, you have Zabilna's uh, riding chariot, Zabilna could literally just say, like, I must rest and recuperate my energies here. Take my magic steeds. Say goodbye to Prismere one last time. And let the characters go magically transport anywhere in Prismere quasi-instantly while riding this thing. And let them like do all of the little like side quests they wanted to do in one episode, one one episode or two, where it's like, oh, we were going to go restore the unicorn horn. There it is. Oh, hey, we were going to go, you know, sleep with more Harangon. (laughs) <laughs> you know there we go um you know like but give him a world tour like you get this magic carriage why not um god she's she's beefy though i'm looking at her stats right now guys she's cr20 and she has she has an ability called negate spell she just has 
counter magic nope. built into her. I yeah, love it. Just nope. Yeah, just nope. it's it's twice a day, and it's uh, it there is no there is no save if it's uh spell level eight or below. Whoa! I a, was wondering. I was like, so yeah, ninth level levels. spell. It's a uh, an int saving throw DC twenty two. Oh. Now, mind you, if somebody is like throwing around like that much, it's there's a good chance they're gonna have that. Um, yeah, she can also make you fall in love with her. She can also use she dark need a spell speech. for that. She does. Really? She she's a hottie. <laughs> I am so upset that they yeah. use the. So there you go. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So, but here's yeah. here's my problem. There was a problem when you guys went into her. My focus needs to be again. Damn it! I'm, <laughs> my ADD is going wild. I'm unfocused. I actually got... It was funny. So in the final game, um, I don't know if this is visible in the final cut of the episode, but I'm describing as you go into the room to find Zabilna, and I describe this fair-haired creature this with this beautiful, like, silver-haired older woman. For one, they describe her as an older woman in the book. Older woman? Yeah, maybe a little bit older than Mercyon, but she's like this eternal fey beauty. Like, I don't know why they wrote it like that. It just made it seem like she was an old, old, an old lady. But it's like, oh, she's silver hair. But in Roll20, they pre-program her to have, because uh, I don't think they did art for Zabilna, but they did art for Igwilv. So they have Igwilv there who has dark hair and Christine moved her token into the room, just that. And she kept moving her token over towards a drow that was there because it was the only thing with silver hair in the room. Uh, and I kept oh. being like, no. And like just moving it back towards like, <laughs> Igwilv. And Christine was like, yeah. And I kept moving it back. We did it like six times back and it was so funny. And I was trying to keep a straight face and be like, no, it's over here. No, just Christine, stop moving it. It's over here. And she's my my thing was the 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 thing was like she had a crown like okay bet this person with the crown on their head but they make such a big deal of saying that it was silver hair and Christine so Christine's going there and like I'm trying to narrate this and I'm like at the same point I'm like oh son of a bitch they got the wrong MR on her she's uh yeah I started describing her as being in her Igwill form because I'm like oh obviously roll twenty has it right son of a bitch the module's different than the thing i bought because <laughs> oh, oh. like i mean i do my research and prep before games but i don't look at individual icons and make sure that they're like perfectly aligned and maybe i should maybe i should i had someone complaining about netherdeep the other night because the the dynamic lighting was off by a pixel and fair point because that would annoy me too but mm, damn it rolls one anyway that's just me that's mm. anyway um so yeah she she's she's beef she is quite beef um she beefy she beefy um let's talk about wild beyond the oh actually what else do we have uh should i allow your players to make heart bargains with the hags yeah totally assume that the hags are bargaining in bad faith though um if the players want to become the villains of prismere the hags will totally hire them totally and the hags won't betray them if they're good servants they won't be pleasant to them, probably, or they'll be more pleasant to, or more unpleasant to everyone else first, um, because <laughs> all of them are really unfair. Uh, plus, the uniform uh, can end up out of the player's reach. What do you do if they miss it? Make it get to them. It's magic. You can literally have the like the book gives you eight places the horn can appear. You can have it appear anywhere. Like that's that that's my thought, right? Like it could literally show up anywhere it could be on one of uh valor's calls in one of valor calls uh possession uh it could be um 
it could be in Sir Talavar's present instead of the horn of the chime of opening. Yeah. If, yeah, if you yeah. don't want that, um, it could be in literally anywhere. You can just have it pop. It could be inside the cake. It could be the, the giant <laughs> oh, cake. The Fomori eats it, and then you have to go inside the Fomori to get it. You have to shrink yourself <laughs> down using <laughs> potions and go into the Fomori. Alice in Wonderland meets. Um, magic school bus magic school bus yeah. i was thinking inner space magic school, <laughs> oh, school bus okay. is way better um that's way better uh you could totally do that and then like have a big fight with some tapeworms in her or something um oh right or you could punch her heart until she learns how to love you know like it's a fairy tale have fun with it like you're you are not restricted this module yeah. is very well thought out but it was still designed for the for like the the common denominator right it was designed yeah. to be you know what this is it's a box cake mix Mm. you know it's a really mm. good box cake mix mm. but you might want to add if it's chocolate add some coffee trust me a little spice a little spice uh i was thinking maybe once zavilna is back and the hag's free she lifts everyone's curses or bargains yeah she can absolutely do that zavilna is all powerful she can she can just she can just shatter that uh random equinox okay question for the players uh what was the most surprising thing you discovered about your character was there anything you wish you could have done before the game ended? I think most surprising for me was like just how rational and like smart Win ended up being for being so dumb. She was wise. <laughs> yes. So that somehow just worked. It just it just happened. <laughs> I didn't put much effort into that. It just did. And I was kind of surprised because I was planning on just playing essentially the comedic the comedic character mm -hmm. um trying to just play the stupid for it but it worked out really well by bringing in some other stuff so nice it was good i liked when when was when was one of your more fun characters i really enjoyed playing her so she just came together perfectly i i want to shout out um that isaac ended up completing his arc as expected I that was that's always a worry the bastard scoundrel character completing the arc it's it's hard to manage even if you know you're trying for it going in it's it, hard to do it authentically and to let it happen organically yeah I thought that was yeah. that was really really solid I think that everybody actually evolved really well I'm not, I'm not just calling out Isaac but no, Isaac was the it, one it I was worried about because I'm like it, it wouldn't have happened without everyone else taking their own little piece and giving their own little bit and like every single other person um like you know nico bringing out that very mischievous side of him that like he always had done on his own and then someone coming in and introducing that uh and then having the sort of like younger sibling energy that win would bring um, i would just love that i got everybody else to start wiping their hands on you <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and then like having that sort of like the fun sort of artistic connection that he got that was something that he'd always wanted to evolve more um but he got that with Cersei, like finally being able to actually lean into that and like dance and kind of hang out and, and enjoy that sort of musical side of things and then have this very like adult relationship with um why can I only call you Zarya, Caitlin? What was your fucking <laughs> character's name? I'm sorry, Luthien. On the screen, Luthien. Luthien. I'm not looking at that screen because I can't I can have too many windows it. open. No, 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 it's fine. Luthien. Um, but having that very, like, sort of, you know, uh, adult 
conversation so like he finally got to feel like a grown-up so he got to heal his inner child with two people and then kind of got to find his adult self with the other two and like he wouldn't have become that person without them and so the fact that all of you guys like really like like we all kind of committed to like you know adventuring parties are always kind of like oh we're friends so our 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 guys are best friends of course mm -hmm. i think this one grew so organically and everyone really like we no one really trusted each other at the beginning but like okay well we all got along at the thing and now we're stuck in this world so you know we'll make the best of a bad situation but everyone really kind of leaned into the like actually this is we're warming to one another and slowly slowly these bonds are building and it was very good so massive kudos to everybody for that you're you were all wonderful yes you were all absolutely wonderful did anybody else get surprised by thing about their character um i would say uh something that i didn't come in with like with nico i came in with no plans off and like i had like her backstory pretty like laid out like what was driving her things like that um there's a lot that i never revealed about nico that i just kind of had i'm mm -hmm. like these, these are little things these are like her because when i create characters i'm like they have their likes their dislikes um and here's random facts about them throughout their life because it just gives me something to pull from when i'm role playing um and that's become something that i do i do like a little mini little mini character study for each character that i play unless i'm doing like something like tomb of annihilation or a, a one shot <laughs> because yeah. that's just a revolving door of characters. Uh, so I'm not going to put as much into them. But with Nico, um, something I, I came in wanting to be chaotic and just have fun and playful because I, I tend to play a lot of more mature characters. And I've really enjoyed like playing like more chaotic characters that are just my id. Mm -hmm. But what surprised me with Nico is how actually mature she is and how much she really does just like know herself uh but also her chaos and her joyful nature that just comes innately as being a kitsadria mm -hmm. that is so her mask that is such a mask that she uses to hide a lot of her shame or her sadness um because she had way more sadness in her than i came in knowing and yep. as we progressed i realized how lonely she was and how much pain she was in the entire time uh and she was just using this bombastic energy that she has to hide from that uh and not only like hide it from other people but hide it from herself and that was why like when like anything with her brother started like coming up and it was like within reach it started kind of breaking her so when she had the opportunity to go to him in any capacity because she knew that making a deal with a hag was stupid idea it's stupid that was that's hags are the reason that things are in this situation mm -hmm. so she knew inherently that there was a dumb idea but she would have done anything at all to get back to him in whatever capacity that looked like um so that that's really kind of what shocked me with her i was like oh 
oh that's you oh baby i'm so sorry okay let, let's get you back to your bro because oh, baby, baby um and that, that was just something that was like very that's playing through sadness is one of my favorite things in D because like every character is going to process it differently Absolutely. and i think that i think it's a fun question because letting your characters surprise you is one of my favorite things right. just role play and like acting and things like that or even like in writing because sometimes characters just tell you things and you're like oh oh my yeah. god yeah you're right holy shit the, the, yeah totally the oh moments are some of the best parts about being a creative right where you oh just my let... god yeah and it's one of the hardest parts about about writing or creating as as like a as a dungeon master too is because like or just as a writer in general because you're like well i know where the plot goes but it hasn't told me how it gets there yet <laughs> time to go yep. listen to like black parade for four hours <laughs> see i think one of the things that really surprised me about sassy because i'll admit i had a bit of a rough go with sassy sassy and robin did not necessarily connect. I I had an idea of who I wanted her to be and I think that was my my issue was I had a box for her and I put her in a box and then I didn't like the box that I put her in. Um so actually hearing um how sassy like affected like Isaac actually kind of like got me very touched because for me I had I felt throughout this this thing and I was working on it. I felt Sassy was having a hard time necessarily connecting with each of the other party members. Like there was a lot of like Wynn had things with Isaac and Wynn had things with with Caitlin or with Luthien. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> we're Wynne all would have forgetting things. your name apparently. Oh, right? Jesus. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. Sassy had a, I had a hard time like connecting with like a more res reserved character. But I think one of the things that surprised me was like playing through that and kind of accepting that because it's, it's very easy for me to have a character like Keiko and Ivy who are just kind of like rambunctious and in your face kind of characters because I, I, apparently I play that a lot better um it's easier for me to play it better but uh what really like the shocked me surprised me was one of the moments Kelly and I were talking one day and he was like oh yeah Sassy's like what Sassy's probably ace right and I'm like <laughs> huh huh yes yeah yeah she is i think actually like that was one of the moments where i was like i did not write a sexuality into this character that's how I she didn't... vibed that's that's yeah. i was like I, I was like oh okay that, that feels like some of my ace friends like just the way that she interacts with others you know and it's totally like it was like yeah totally and and the funny thing is when we rescued nico sassy i'm gonna try this again because maybe i'm feeling this or this is what's supposed to happen like we rescued our friend like rescued the princess. Princess. i rescued yeah. the princess the Give foxy lady yeah right but it's like yeah no sassy's totally ace it's like huh that i did not i was shocked by kind of and so sassy surprised me that way where i was like huh huh girl didn't know didn't know that about you <laughs> what about uh what Good about you. caitlin do you have anything that you want to say about luthien uh yeah i was thinking about it there's not like a whole lot that surprised me about luthien um i kind of did have a good idea of kind of like her motivations and what mm -hmm. what was happening there but one thing that did surprise me um was actually how gentle and soft she was towards the children um and i think that was really brought up um with 
oh god what was her name mishka 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 um, i believe yeah the one in the kitchen yeah um but i kind of was like thinking about the flashback with uh child names and then naming her gun that and then mm. i was like how does she well how does she feel about that and so yeah just her displaying that softness towards them um surprised me and i really liked it i really liked those moments that where she was able to be more emotional and more nurturing i suppose i really like it too like i really liked every character in this game like i i, I have to say it was it was wonderful to see everybody as, as they were like was did anybody have a um what other questions do we have do we have was there anything you wish you could have done or now that the module is done what's your final pick for favorite chapter chapter Car one carnival yeah, yeah carnival carnival i loved the carnival or thither i liked thither quite a bit too there was thither was neat um <laughs> really liked hither yeah i liked hither Oh, hey, Liz is in the chat enjoying that you have the, the print of of Mally in the background. My girl. Or, or wait, or do you mean the print of Charlie? <laughs> I mean, they're both <laughs> my boy and my girl. All right. Got them both. Both. Um, anybody else have a favorite uh, a favorite chapter or thing they wish they could have done? Because like, should I? Because like behind the scenes, like just to give you a little behind the scenes moment, the players right before they open Zabilna's door. I put a message in the chat, like in our private chat behind the scenes, and I said, open this door if you want the campaign to end, otherwise find another door. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, we were getting to that place, and I'm like, I know you guys have the secret, I know you guys have the solution, I know you can fix this right now, but if you want to look for other things, go another direction, it's your call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I know I wish I we could have I, I wish we'd remembered or at least I'd remembered the unicorn horn um because I wanted to give it back um like I wanted a conclusion to that story but I just didn't think to look anywhere else for him and then we moved on and then I was like oh wait fuck we still have the unicorn horn what were we supposed to do with that mm -hmm. and so I I very much like that's a huge regret that we missed that um and I, I think I, I don't think this is so much of, of a regret as more of like, I wish I could continue to play or I wish I'd like been able to play Isaac in a homebrew campaign. Cause I feel like there's a lot of him that I wanted to explore and a lot of like situations I wanted to put him in. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's one of the tough things about playing in a module is like, I want the freedom to like explore who this person is, Okay, but we're kind of on rails at least, or at least we're in a sandbox. Right. Fine. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to ask you all a different question right now. If there was a sequel to wild beyond the witch light, what influences would it draw from so this one was very much oz it was very much mm. alice in wonderland those are its two biggest touchdowns yeah would what, we be going back i mean i guess we kind of would it be, be back to prismere would it be like return to oz <gasps> oh, return to prismere oh, yeah. dark, dark. a dark darker timeline yeah the darker time or would it be like a descent into gehenna to go hunt the hags down you know but like yeah, but like go. why would you do that like it, what, it opens up we redo yeah. the carnival but we redo the carnival as children because i want to do that so bad i want to play us as children <laughs> slash luthien is a is, is you know is, a, is an adult elf but everyone else is children actually an adult i think she uh, anyway i was thinking about that after but uh, never mind anyway 
I think, older, she, I think she was. I think she was like younger. She was like a young yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. it took it was it took her a long time to actually care about losing what she lost. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm not so, 100 so, sure if I'd want to go back to the carnival though. I think the carnival because, would like, be a good jump off point. Yeah, mm -hmm. to or potentially to kind of like grow up meeting, knowing each other again, and then start doing like adventuring type stuff together. Like I think I yeah. want to transition them into a homebrew, like a fun. very homebrew style, like well story, not necessarily even and, back into Prismere, but maybe trying to do good. I I think that feels very learned. Goonies though, like tell, little kid adventurers trying to like find treasure. Tell you what, I have a challenge right now that if we hit a hundred patrons on Patreon, <laughs> I will start a I will start my homebrew <laughs> campaign, like my homebrew campaign book. If we hit 125, which is only like 40 away, I'll write a sequel module for Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Oh shit! And oh, like a, a short, a shorter one. It won't be a full book. Yeah, maybe, but I'll give it to you for free if you're on the Patreon. Ooh. <laughs> and then I'll get a fancier version for purchase. So think about that, go. folks. Think about that. Get up there and <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll write it and I'll run it too. You'll get a sequel campaign to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll see if we can if we can snag Hayden between projects. There you go. Like I that. will do my very best. <laughs> It'll take like a year to write. You got time. You got lots of time. I think that's I, the thing for bro, me at least is that we'll, we'll, we'll pre-record it at two a.m. every night. Okay. Dude, that's oh that's my that's my witching hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's your witch lighting hour. That's my nice. <laughs> I think that's the thing for me is that going back to the carnival doesn't hold much interest because Wynn has been essentially a child, like. Right, she she's an adult, but she's very childish. So she's not that different, like because she still has all her memories, like that, the loneliness and trauma and whatnot that she got over or not got over, but mitigated with finding you all as friends, is still fixed. Like it's still there. It's still the band aid that she's got. Mm -hmm. So going back to childhood doesn't erase any of that. She's just smaller, <laughs> but it's still win. I think it's still very much the same. Like she, she, I think she has a very strong personality that way. I've always yeah. felt she's very childlike and wondering and all that sort of thing throughout the game. So, and it's, it was interesting bringing up, talking about Sisira kind of, and Robin figuring out that she's ace. Um, because while I don't think that about win, she's very like, not sexualized at all mm -hmm. in that i did not bring that in for her like period yeah which is quite a differentiation from the earlier campaign of rhyme of the frost maiden yeah rhyme of the frost maiden <laughs> kelly got around or at least made it look like she did she had fun yeah and we'll never know how much she actually did um, i mean she did oh, she did bang a goliath but <laughs> that's true um Hold back all for right. one second Oh, yeah, what's up? I just really wanted to actually have remembered um, that we were actually trying to find someone for um, the giant face, the beekeeper. Yeah, plenty of bees. Plenty of bees. Plenty of bees. Mission failed. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. It's it was a bee plot. I enjoyed it though. That was fun. I do uh, like that we convinced him. Okay, so yeah. no time to do a honey trap. Ooh, no honeymoon. Ooh. <laughs> um, 
All right. So Wonka asks, okay, not sure if the Nico Freya scene where, where Nico went to see her, her brother. I think how easy was it to introduce that scene? Uh, and also the scene of Nico returning. Uh, was that a part of the module or do you have to modify it to fit the campaign? Absolutely had to modify it. Uh, it was not, it was not easy from an emotional standpoint at all. Um, of course, just because saying goodbye to, to a close friend who's been you know, gaming with you and like, you know, having all of this fun with you and performing. Cause he like, it's, it's, it's even more, it's weird because I, I think, I think we can all agree that doing this type of streaming and performing, there's my mouse. I just, it was on <laughs> Uh, it's just the way isn't that yeah, just the way uh, I'm about to say something profound and then ADD um, but like streaming and performing even though we're playing publicly in front of like a huge audience right at times like there's like 50 of you watching right now just watching live um, it's more intimate like it fe it's more because you're acting while role playing it I don't know like I've had some really intimate home home games but there's something about the connection of also this being a like a, a theater production that adds extra layers mm -hmm. oh no so it's 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 more heartbreaking um i think there's that i think you also have to be kind of more on the ball and really engaged like super engaged with everything not not that you're not engaged with they don't know table okay, yeah, yeah. games but it's one thing to be like oh sorry what was going on with table games it's just kind of like i zoned out for a minute but yeah, you yeah. can't really do that when you're on stream no. yeah you can't <laughs> oh, just be no, like no. just just hold on hold on, hold on left swipe left um, right. Yeah. Sorry, it was... almost forces you to be engaged. Mm -hmm. You can't just play cookie clicker the entire time. I know I'm missing it. I know, right? Your your cookies <laughs> are not happening. Um, but uh, no, entirely designed uh, just to to try to like write Nico out in a way that would allow um allow her to return, and then um when it when. I got a hold of Hayden and they were like, yeah, no, I can, I can make a bit of time for this. Just let me know when uh, it was like, oh, okay. Got to find the right place to put this in. Crap, 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 crap. Uh, and then, that was not where I wanted Nico to show up. But when I had described the scene of where Nico had vanished to, I realized I was describing something based off of art, not based off of the actual layout of the palace. So like it's slightly incongruent where where she ended up appearing versus where I described. It's like oh, shit. Yeah. map problems yet again. Always map problems. Maybe um, the Jabberwock got bored and did some redecorating. It did. It did. <laughs> yeah. It did. You look um, better right here. Huh. Just moved her a little. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I think I've got yeah. I've got two questions yeah. now. The fox shui. Fox shui. Fox shui. What, what does the fox shui? Oh my god. Do we just do that in stereo? Yep. yep, we sure did. That's why I miss you. Uh, <laughs> oh my uh, Become become big time director and hire me so we can hang out. I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do voices. It will be good. I'll do Walla for you. Man, I, hey, is, I was, is that a oh. kaiju? Shit. Um, we need to come in for that again. You're not allowed to cuss. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is that a kaiju? Shucks. There you go. All right. Thank you. Dang. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Question for Kelly. Any suggestions for making potential encounters using the League of Malevolence and Valor's Call more interesting in the palace? Literally do anything with them. Uh, K 
Telek is a lazy old dude. He's not going to get off his throne. But you could have the throne go around like he's Professor X, if you want, I guess. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. Give it lasers. Just randomly have the party around a corner, and he's coming the other way and go, Knights of Glass, protect my ass! You Just have him appear on the throne with a TIE fighter. I picture it. Uh, War Duke could be doing patrols. Um, uh, Zargaz, Zargaz, I think is the other one. The cleric uh, can show up. He he listens to where you are, basically. Like if you make a loud noise, he'll show up. The problem is these guys are chumps. You're going to be running a game of level seven characters. They're going to roll these guys. Yeah. Like they're going to absolutely roll them. They're never going to give them up. Uh, but them. they will let you oh. down for a good fight. <laughs> um, so I would say. I guess if you wanted to make it more exciting, have them ramp up the tension by having them actively threaten things in your way. Um, have them showing up to foil you from doing things. Like, oh, well, you need to go talk to the closet. Maybe they're trying to kill the closet. Maybe they're trying to, Aww. like, wring information out of it. Because they're trying to uh, protect the cauldron and they're also trying to find the unicorn horn. So have them, like, you know, knock, beating things up. You know, have have War Duke and and um, I was gonna say Jorhas. It's not Jorhas. Um, Zargas, like at, at the cake room, check. trying to trying to get, get carry the cake or something. And well, cause, <laughs> yeah, because that's Marian. that's great. Then you have a cake fight. Um, yeah. So oh, yes. is it Zar? It's Zargas. Zargash. 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 Uh, so oh. the the cake is there. So Kellek promised the Fomori the cake as a way of keeping her busy and and things like that so you could do that you could have them like honestly level them up too like level them up guys like like um i've got iron warrior in the chat saying that wardick used to be so badass in previous editions make him badass again like just give him like two levels give him give him an extra like d6 on his damage you know like it's just a couple of little twists give him custard have custard damage come back Yes. Have, a, have a food fight. Hashtag justice for custard damage. Oh, justice for yes. custard damage. Justice for custard damage. But Viva have that custard damage. Just mix, mix them. Viva custard damage. Viva the Viva custard cust damage. Uh, I will write these down. Viva the custard damage. Um, okay, yes. so that was that was sleep derived gamers question. So I would say some things like that. Like have right now. As you saw in our game, the party can bypass every, with the exception of Zargash. Zar, the 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 Zargash. No, not Zargash. The oh. other Z Zarak. With the with the exception of Zarak, the guy who tries to kill the unicorn, you can miss Skilla completely. Oh, right. So the League of Malevolence is an optional in-game boss. So if you want to include them, have. Either, either make them optional, or if you really want to include them, have them have stakes in what they do. So they should have some direct opposition to the characters. They should be antagonists, not just punching bags. And as it's stated, they, they're mostly just punching bags. They they need constant beefing. Uh, now, Kellek has like two cockatrices, which can be pretty dangerous to players if they roll poorly. Because um, they can be petrified, right? Um, and he also has the the glass knights, which I'm sad that that that's my regret is that we didn't have the glass knight fight, uh, which are these stained glass knights. Um, 
we and a couple of other things like that so like um yeah have have them be doing things that will cause complications for the players um and that generally should do it hell if you really want to have an epic showdown where your players have to have a mid-air fight while war duke rides the jabberwock and you guys ride the bloody beak oh my god like that just <gasps> dun, 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 dun. And Kellex up there in his TIE fighter. Use the force, Luke. Use the inspiration. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. Okay. Uh, stars apart as a question. Okay. So, yes, this is a question for the party. Uh, for a party with an elf. That's you, Caitlin. Uh, oh, that's me. If you do the go back to children ending and everyone went to the carnival at different times, since it's eight years apart, uh, that means the elf could be a good hundred years older than everyone else, and they all go back as kids. What happens with their family, friends, etc. if the entire party is kids at the same time? I keep thinking about this one as I run the game. Time in the fade while being wonky is one thing, but... Um, I, the, I wondered this exact thing. <laughs> so uh, here is the answer. The Witchlight Carnival is part of the Feywild. That's it. It's a finger sticking out of a out of a glove. It's a it's a toe sticking out of a sock. It is still part of the Feywild. Time flows in the carnival according to its own whims. As soon as you leave the carnival, you will fade back into your own time. That's how I ran it in my head. So all of you Got technically it. are still on your own timelines and will have the chance to meet again at the carnival you met at. Which so at the ages we met at at the yeah so like mm. when you go back to that carnival however old you were in life you will all meet again at the right time but that night being kids is a magic night that is out of time it is timeless got it and that is how magic. that is how it worked in my head very similarly yeah. you can actually see i hinted at this um because i i play all around with time and space a lot in my games um i watch way too much doctor who is what it is um <laughs> Um, but I was actually kind of hinting at that by throwing in tons of cameos in the, in the Witchlight Carnival originally. So there were tons of crossovers to other games. There were crossovers to real life people. And what that was supposed to kind of be is like, oh, anything can happen in this carnival. Like this carnival is not bound by causality. You can have Matthew Mercer running, running table games with, uh, with our friend Way. Uh, you can have the McElroy well, brothers. Those are the same timeline. These are all the same timeline. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. But you can have you can have like um, uh, you can have characters from our homebrew game uh, dealing with like uh, didn't Callie make an appearance? I know Vistra made an appearance as as the Warforged. As War I remember Vistra. someone saying something about it, but but yeah, like everything that happens inside of the of the carnival is magic and it's gonna sound weird but when you think of when you think of magic there are two ways that magic works okay their magic works with your head or it works with your heart and if you i'm not saying shut off your brain but if you look at this as if it makes lot like emotional sense it works. Um, if, it, if you're looking for logic, you're going to be looking into physics. Don't look to physics for this kind of magic. This is fairy tale magic. It can do anything that your heart wants it to. But you got to go in with the feels. And that sounds mushy, but it, you can't overthink it. You got to take a step back and go, man, that's the right feel for this story. And 
think that it's the even included in the wish to say that oh you guys get one more night together as children and then you get yeah. folded back into your mm -hmm. timelines right you can you if you mm -hmm. need to mechanically um because even the book says that uh the wish spell like, so the book point blank says for those of you who are curious and are uh pedantically oriented uh let's see blah 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 blah, blah uh here we go. If you used the lost thing. There we go. Uh, if you used lost thing adventure hooks, uh, the characters are granted a wish. Sabilna offers to harness the time dialing power of the Feywild to send the characters back to their home plane as children uh, so that they can live their lives over again without having suffered the terrible losses uh, that brought them into Prismere in the first place. Uh, in parentheses, this use of Sabilna's gift tests the boundaries of what a wish spell can do, but this is nevertheless within the Archfey's power. What they really mean is it is literally within your power as a storyteller. The thing is that Dungeons and Dragons, more than most role-playing games, is a system that, because it's trying to play balance and because it is trying to close loopholes that other editions have put into their magic systems, where they're like, you know, you get that person that's like, ah, yes, control gravity means that I, or control, uh, I have the spell control magnetism or control metal or something like that, or heat metal, so I can burn someone from the inside because you have iron in your blood. Right? Like, come on. That's not that's not what the spell is for. But because they've had to codify it in such a way that it's obviously not intended for those type of things, it does limit a little bit of creative thinking through the magic system. It tries to be a very hard, structured magic system. When you're dealing with things that are level 9 plus spells, though, like when you're dealing with an archfey, like a, a mini-god, they can do whatever they want. Don't... The trick is that you only use such powers in service to the story and enjoyment of your party okay that doesn't mean you have to do nice things for them but it has to be for the enjoyment of the players so you can use it to like send them to hell to give them the worst ending possible so long as they'll enjoy it right like <laughs> um, and see for me it was less the pedantry it was more the i was briefly heartbroken because oh. I was like, he's a kid now, but whose timeline is he in if everyone else is kids too? So he gets to live his life again, but does he get to live it with his family? Like, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want this. Bring me back. Oh, oh God. Really? Like, I, I panicked. I fully panicked. And oh, that's damn. why I was like, I look over the horizon to see if I can see fires. Because I needed to know that it was like, I could go back to my I, that Isaac could go back. I was wondering to what, what that was. No, no, no. That, sorry. That's part... why I was devastated. <laughs> I was like, Aww. "This is the worst ending. Why would you do this to us?" <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Uh, always, also. Well, and all... then, and then I was worried. Then I was like, "But wait a minute! Like, we weren't all at the same festival. So, which festival is this at? What is the?" Yeah. I personally, my only thing I would have changed is I hmm. would have had the ticket goblin, or what was he? The ticket guy. The ticket, ticket goblin. Yeah. Yeah, the ticket goblin. I would have had him come out and very sagely say, you guys have one more night together and then it's up to you if you find each other again. Just to sort of codify okay, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was fair. I, I yeah. think I, I would have had something. I, to be honest, I was actually a little thrown that I was in the game in that moment. Yeah. Because uh, oh, oh, totally I was fair. Yeah, yeah. I was I thought I'd have another episode to prep for it and to have like to have the write up of the big thing and like to you know and then the <laughs> right? Um, exactly, yeah. But it kind of so that was I apologize for that 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 moment of panic. Uh Oh, it, good. I was it just... was so yes, now you know Isaac Isaac went home and matured and became 
Captain Isaac of the Runicling. Exactly. And and grew Captain to... Isaac Rinaldi. No Runicling. He doesn't make it up anymore. It's just he, he can if he wants to. It's on his business card. Uh, if he wants to be. <laughs> uh, and he gained an additional inch of height from all of the impact sports. Yes, good. Yes. Yeah. Seven foot one. Seven foot one. Seven foot one. <laughs> Not seven eleven. Taller than all the other Leonins. Except for your cousin <laughs> Philip, but he doesn't count. Oh, fucking Philip. He doesn't count. He's not even, he's like, he's part tabaxi. That doesn't, that's cheating. Also, you're pretty he's sure he's, a, he's a liger, Nin. He's a liger. liger he's a liger. That's just, that, that's, un, that's an unfortunate that's word. Not fair. It really is. <laughs> oh, it sounds right. like something out of uh, Naruto. Yeah, yeah a little absolutely. Bit. That's funny. All right. Um, so, anything you guys want to talk about in terms of uh, of the game and like your fun with it and all of that? Yeah, I think it was a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, hey, raids, double raid, double, double raid. raid. Does anybody want to say anything about? Um, so, Krista, I don't know if you if you're just kind of vamping right now. Do you have I something? Was vamping. You, you're vamping. No. Does is there anything that you hated about this module, or you hated about the way I ran it? You can say that I can't kill your characters <laughs> until Nether tomorrow. No, I was going to say until tomorrow. I'm not no, until tomorrow. Ah, oh, but I can kill your characters. Soon, actually, so. no, no, we're not. Uh, actually, we're know, we're, we're doing a how to tomorrow. No, this so. is a very uh -huh. easy week for me. <laughs> two two how to's no, nice. in a row. Um, oh God, I know, right? I can just like wear comfy clothing. It's ridiculous. Know, it's so nice. Um, and I've already done the graphics for them today. Um, <laughs> so I would love to play a game of Wild Beyond the Witchlight. I really would. Um, mm. I think I'm going to auction this off, though. Look, look at this monster. Look <laughs> at how beaten <laughs> up good. it is. Mm -hmm. Mwah, and it's even been kissed. That's even it's oh. like, look, we appreciate your pedantry stars apart. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's I think it's great. Um, <laughs> thank you, stars apart for, for bringing that um so i would love to run or love to play wild beyond the witch i would love to cosplay a heron gone the entire time <laughs> oh my god i would love to bring my bugs bunny character back from oh from uh, canada keep <laughs> i miss that yeah. guy he was pretty swell you just joined the heron gone and the rest of the party moves yeah, on without you i'm a planet now fuckers <laughs> i can i think i think my only like regret about this campaign um and outside of you know having to leave early which sucked mm. But you know, life happened, and it's great, and I'm really happy. It, uh, but finds a way. um, life uh, finds a way. Um, I think my regret is I didn't really feel like I played my class at all. I'm more, um, mm -hmm. and the reason for that is, while I don't mind that it was a non-combat campaign, I felt anytime we had to jump into combat, I kind of felt like a fish out of water because we would level and then I'm like, wait, I didn't have any combat to get a handle on what the hell I'm supposed to be doing as a warlock. So I felt like kind of a fish out of water every time I had to jump in to mm -hmm. any combat that happened. And we very rarely ran into it. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I think that was the only thing that I was like, eh about i'm also not a big fan of being told what's gonna happen beforehand that's just me because i'm like give me all surprises i never want to know i think that's just me that is also my role play style oh that's gonna and be happening I, beforehand um uh, like uh, yeah being told or like hinted towards anything i think that's kind of where i'm like mm. me um i think that's just for me i don't know but um 
I think the biggest thing is I didn't really feel like I played my class. So I'm like, I want to jump into, I want to play a warlock again in the future in like a more combat heavy campaign. But cause I'm also super into D and D combat. I love fighting things. I love mm-hmm. fighting. And then if you hit like zero hit points, I love getting like, uh, I like strategizing with people, uh, during combat and mm. then learning each other's combat styles, because I feel like, uh, for me, combat in D and D is also an interesting way to, um, learn each other's characters because characters are going to fight in different ways and players are going to fight in different ways as different characters because Mm -hmm. everyone's going to have a different style and so i think that's actually a way of bonding uh D parties is something that i've uh run into in my years of playing this game so i don't know i think that's kind of like my biggest takeaway uh but i'm like i biggest regret is i wish i could have played miko longer yeah, we <laughs> I, have her. I know i'm sorry That's... that my career stole me yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean aside you. from once in a while healing you guys i did not play my monks feature at all no i did not no. play wave mercy I didn't that use is... any of those things i just used base monk stuff that, i mean that mm, is something you healed that... me a couple of times yeah, yeah, besides healing you guys once or twice. That's yeah. all I used it for, though. I didn't use it in actual fighting, which is also, it's harming and healing. Like, both well, are Well, you did it, the, you did the one time in the dungeon. Like, right when we yawn. first got it. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't mm-hmm. use it throughout because we weren't fighting anything. Mm-hmm. So I kind yeah, of just really ignored it for the last couple of fights because it was just like, ugh, screw it. I don't want to, like, try and figure out more rules. What And yeah. that is kind of frustrating because you didn't have time to learn any of your abilities. Mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. D is is like it's not a hugely complex engine but it's complex enough that if you're not used to it you'll forget things that you pick up right yeah yeah like grip points like grip points because <laughs> well, like like caitlin you have one of the crunchiest like you've got a matthew mercer class yeah. that you're running yeah. and like his, the classes that he runs that and blood hunter are fairly crunchy for for normal D D stuff I love that. No, they're great, that. but there but there mm-hmm. are more. It's like yeah. a little. They're, they're a little more Pathfinder influenced. You can really see that like older D and D vibe in those, but it takes practice to get those rules down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think even though we didn't have a lot of combat, um, the rules I kept forgetting for sure. But because Luthien was such a like defensive, like not trusting anything, like quick to hand on gun kind of thing, I never really like. I always felt that her maybe it was too much that her identity as like a fighter gunslinger like this is where i'm going with this mm-hmm. kind of a thing was just kind of integral to the character itself and maybe it was too much maybe it was too much that way and not enough her outside that but i think that's also kind of where the character was at and she kind of let that influence her identity so yeah that is the one thing is like while we didn't i didn't ever use way of mercy really in fighting we used the connection to the orphan regularly mm. in roleplay, which I quite liked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, work in your homebrew as much as possible into this one. It really allows for it. If your players like that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, Caitlin. I think that like, it, it might be easier just because like your weapon was a gun, right? Yeah. Cause like, like, there's something about, I use magic, I use spells, I use divine power. I use a gun. Right. <laughs> it informs that, a character real quick. Power word gun. Spe- <laughs> speaking of speaking of that, actually, I think that's one of my regrets for the module is 
uh, either me not doing it or just the time passing was super slow that there was a point for a while that we didn't have a long rest for like three or four episodes and i was Ooh, like i don't true. i got nothing i don't i get my as a sorcerer it's one of my and i i, I might try again sorcerer in a different class but this is one of the classes i don't I'm not a huge fan with because sorcerers get nothing back on a short rest and you guys kept taking short rest for things it's like cool you get your key points back you warlocks get the spells slots yeah. back and and rogues do you get not, you don't get shit much anyways so. uh, yeah, you don't it, get shit anyways yeah. but it's like it's one of those things where it's like ah yes a long rest that's where i get all of my abilities and spell slots back and it's like ah, see the yes, problem is is course. that you need to push for that oh i know you i need know. to say that because we won't think of it because you're not our character um also i didn't use my stuff very often and the few times i did i kind of narratively decide okay she's taking a short rest while you guys go and do shit well that's yeah that, that's where i needed to, so I to like, push for it because it felt oh everyone's taking their short rest already so that was like definitely a, more of a my bad and my regret for that because it's like ah oh, yes this is this is we're not taking long rest much oh crap well and then, i yes, mean like in, i know in like hither when we were going through we had like three games that were like just within an eight hour period and we didn't mm -hmm. have time to take a long rest right and that mm -hmm. that kind of gets tricky when you've got so much going on mm -hmm. um yeah so were you guys told it would be a low combat campaign yeah it was said that it's they, they talked about that in the production material um they were much more forthcoming with uh witch light stuff than they have been about Spelljammer, which has been really a pain in the ass getting the cast for Spelljammer all geared up and being like, okay, here are the classes you can take. And they're all like, but are we getting new stuff? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. It's a surprise for everybody. It's, it's a surprise. We'll find out during game one. You'll have to retroactively make three levels of character at game one. It'll be great. Um, oh, but I guess the other part of the question is, would you have p picked something different if it would have been high combat is that what it said if uh, if if we knew it was low combat would we have changed would you have, and, yeah well, i guess would you have rather played yeah. something different knowing knowing how non-combat it was oh absolutely would absolutely you, would you play would bard? um i was leaning toward i'm like bard's been on my list for a while i'm sorry you're gonna hear heckin um it's fireworks the July, because it. it's uh a holiday we shouldn't celebrate anyway uh, I'm going to hop on D&D Beyond real quick because I don't have a fucking um, class in my brain. Um, <laughs> I think if it was non-combat, how, like, if, I, if I'd if i known how non-combat, I might have, um, I might have, I might have done, uh, like, maybe a cleric or a druid. Um, yeah. Or I might have uh, gone with like Ranger and stuff like that because they get certain uh, abilities and things like that that actually could have been useful uh, mm. in a campaign like this. But as a warlock, I felt so useless, like in terms of my class. I was like, I really can't do anything. I could do more uh, with my like, um, I, I loved playing a Kit Sadria mm -hmm. in this campaign because um, I feel like I used my abilities just innately in um, my species that instead of like my class, like my spell casting didn't lean into much, but all of my Kit Sadria stuff really came into play. Yeah, so really I think um, 
so I think that's why well there goes my Advil <laughs> I think that's why it, it didn't bother me too much because not, I was mostly relying right honestly we're creative <laughs> yeah it's, really it's like candy but, I, I've um, been switching to Motrin recently because it's got the uh, the uh, muscle relaxant in it yeah oh, oh yeah. Motrin no, is bad. I need to, I by the way uh, <laughs> by the way ladies and femme types and and other other people who experience like the need for Motrin on a monthly basis. Where have you been hiding it? It's magic. <laughs> hey, I... you've seen Iron Man. That's what men think of Motrin. What? We haven't been hiding it at fucking all. We've been offering it to y'all and y'all say, I'm not on my period. Yeah. Nobody's ever offered yeah, it to me. I, really I, I, I don't like have you. a problem with that. I'm going to take it right now, actually. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> I grew up watching House. I'm, I'm fine being like, wow. See, I grew up with my dad having a bad back, so Motrin just lives in our house. Yeah. Or it used to, at least. I didn't know about Motrin until I was, like, in my 20s. Because yeah. we're a very holistic yeah. family. And if we drink <laughs> this tea, I'm like, this isn't helping. I'd still like to die. Rub a stick on it. Yeah, it's just... I mean, can I sage you? Okay, let me let sm smudge that. the <laughs> compound fracture. There you go. You're oh, good. God. It's fine. I don't know what I would have done um, for for that, for Sorcerer, because it was just one of those, it, like, for me, I'm still, like, somewhat newish. I haven't done, I haven't played every class yet, and so I was still testing out Sorcerer, so I'm happy I tested out. I realized it may not be necessarily the the class for me. I think I like to be a bit more, more, more fight magic, where I'm a little bit of both. I like doing that, so... Um, because I like to get up in there. Um, I feel that. What about a front. party of gunslingers? Oh, yes, I would please. Fucking I'm down. That. See, I think I was the opposite. Yeah. I was legitimately upset that we took part in any combat. Really? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I, I, I was kind of yeah. mad at, like, like the first combat that we got it. Like, when... when <laughs> I love the you, tree when, when I died. When Robin, no, well, the tree alone was bad enough, oh but God. that was like a oh shit, we're kind of being attacked. But when Robin threw the fireball at Bevlorna, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, like, right. I was kind of like, oh, I'd like a little bit of combat just to try out fighting. <laughs> but at the same time, I was actively trying to avoid it. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, as a actively player... trying to do that so that we to see how well we could actually talk our way through things. Yeah. Um, and I think I wouldn't have changed my class at all because I really enjoyed trying out Monk in that I had the extra speed um, and just the very, the physicality of that sort of character then with stuff like slow fall, deflect missile, all that sort of stuff, right? So you could be a very defensive type character or just a very acrobatic character which I quite enjoyed for all that wind would land it and then slip and fall in the mud. <laughs> that part was very good. I liked that. <laughs> I loved all of wind's little like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, it was very much like she'd land the superhero landing perfectly, flip her hair back, go to stand up and then slip and fall. Yes. <laughs> And nice. just the fact that she ended up with like basically candy hair for like the majority of the campaign until we hit yawn. Right. Was <laughs> so <amazing. laughs> good. All right. So 
any suggestions for people who are going to run this module? As in, like, any any advice or any advice for parties? For one, Take no... as much time as your players want. Let mm. them explore yeah. every corner, mm -hmm. every crevice. Just let them run free. Yeah. Do it. Do it. No, I. that's literally basically what I was going to say. I'm like, let your players take their time. Let them surprise you and like have solutions, you know, when things come up. But like, yeah. let your players just kind of let, let them play and just kind of run around. And because it's such an interesting module and there's so much to find. So really let them have agency and just kind of go. Yeah. And, and when you're getting a party together, have that talk about do they want uh, a combat or non-combat kind of game? Because you don't want to necessarily mix those two kinds of players together because some of them are going to really love combat and some of them are going to... Or I, gonna love the module if it's not, or hate it if they play it different styles. I have a friend that's playing through this in a home game, and they said that they were like really upset because one of the other players is playing an assassin, and they like killed someone, paid them, paid the assassin to off the hamster in the carnival, and so they just killed the hamster and like crushed it with the ferris wheel what and i was like that the I game like literally has the, wrong character the game literally game. has mechanics to not allow you to do that like like there should have yeah. been storm clouds overhead like what is going on i'm so confused like this is not the wow. game you should be playing i'm so lost wow i mean you know because if that's who you want to be then destroy the hags and take over prismere yeah, but, I mean, like that sounds like a great, a great campaign. It also very good. Also a good. But just you need but... to have that conversation with your players to make sure they all want that. Because yeah. yes, because I I did find I I wanted a non combat heavy game. Like I I wanted that, and then I um, and then we got to about yawn, and that's when Robin got a bit fighty, um, as a player because yeah. <laughs> I'm like I have not used any of my stuff, but I want to have a tiny combat yeah. because i want that uh, strangely that I was around that... the time you started playing your barbarian in the other game so i feel like it was like a feel like it was a a thing you were writing a wave you were writing on i liked that prior to that like in some of the earlier stuff we did manage to get a little bit of combat in that we didn't kill anyone um, yeah exactly so like we fought the Haragon, but we didn't kill the the Ars. We just yeah. wrapped him up in his own freaking scarf and yes. let them deal with him. Yeah, we we were defending ourselves from it. Yeah. Mm hmm. We I'm didn't start anything. You're kind of proud. What? The only sorry, I've been trying to. Um, the only hag we actually like killed, killed, killed was ah. <laughs> One you shot in the bad. face. No, no, no. Uh, She's the one. The one, the one who, uh, the one who stole Luthien's thing. <laughs> but the I mean, we had to bad. deal with so that Nico could find her her brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was just still. She's still in the bag of holding. She's just also. 
are are the the sequel to this is destroying Razili, just FYI. That's yes. You can't yes. destroy Razili. She's too high level. <laughs> that's why it's a sequel. That's fair. That's we fair. level up and then we go find her. Yeah, I go hang yeah. out in Elos. I we like Razili. have friend adventures. Exactly. Going around saving the countryside. We <laughs> level up real good and we're looking for information on her. Then we hunt her down in our lair and destroy her. Exactly. Correct. I mean, technically, technically, <laughs> Andalyn was killed. Just not, yeah. not permanently. Yeah. Yeah, we killed tried. Ish. We That's tried we to kill try. her, but we just did it wrong. We gave it the old college try. <laughs> I thought it was really yeah. funny, though, because, like, I when people were running this module, because, like, I'm on a lot of D&D channels that, like, do this, right? Like, like forums and things. The tree was the only hard fight you had in this entire game. The tree about kicked your ass. I mean, technically, if we go by rules as written, you killed Sassy. Like, yep. it, yep. I, I had Isaac. massive damage. Oh, like, yeah, I was dead. Damage, yeah. I had massive damage in one shot. But <laughs> oh here's the, But, like, um, uh, what's, what's his name? Agdon? Agdon? Mm-hmm. Longscarf? Uh, yeah. Like, TPK'd entire parties. Yeah. And I'm like, how? How? I mean, bad dice rolls aside... No, he's not doesn't, that. But can he not? Can, doesn't he not provoke like any opportunity attacks? Like he can just go be basically win. Uh, no, I think he yeah. does still. Hold on, I'll double. I'll double See, check. I thought we just got some real fucking lucky ones. Yeah, because yeah. I thought that win just like beat the shit out of him. Test out with win. Yeah, is because hard like with the amount of movement speed she has on mobile, yeah. like she literally for four attacks she can make sure that four people can't attack of opportunity her. As long as she makes a melee attack, it doesn't even have to hit. She just has to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. dude, I love mobile as a feat. So it's like, one of my yeah. favorites. If you've got like a small crowd, you can actually hit a few different people all at the same time. Yeah. And just run through them going bang, 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 bang to get to the other side. And they're not an opportunity attacking you. It's great. I love it. Uh, it would have been nice to do combat without just to get to try out those sort of tactics. But so just I will have to. We have to play win again. <laughs> See, Agden. Agden doesn't have um, mobility. He's got evasion, mm-hmm. and he has um, a standing leap where he can just basically just sprung. That's but... why he doesn't take uh, like the, the the difficult terrain issue. Yeah, he doesn't. Take I know diff- Isaac spent his time in, in, on his ass. Oh yeah, Sassy right. spent most of my time in the muck. Yeah, but the That's thing is that standing leap still provokes because it's leaving a square, right? Right. The branding's a bit OP, but <laughs> if he rolls lower initiative than your party, like, I think I, I, I did I try to brand you? I tried to hit you, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, like, the brand is 3d6 fire damage, magically branded, and Agden is, oh, that's why, because Agden is invisible to creatures who are branded by him. That's right. And I didn't oh. manage, and I didn't manage to brand any of you. That's what it was. Is I, I tried, and then Wynn grabbed me by all. my scarf, which is is basically the kill switch for him. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Sorry, it's been like five months since that fight. Yeah. But I was like, what, is, <laughs> what happened there? I've, and I know you guys would have rolled the Jabberwock in like thirty seconds. <laughs> like it just would have been bad, guys. <laughs> it would not have been a good fight. Um. Oh yeah, don't let them get that brand. By the way, don't let your party get the brand. That thing's too powerful. Say it only works if uh, if the hags allow it, it to. Yeah, right. The uh, hags gave it to him or something, right? Uh, 
I just had the I had to get I think I had it sink into the mud and vanish or something like that uh, yeah. chat. So just, just, I don't so. even remember it was. No, I don't remember. The <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I don't remember the iron at all. <laughs> I just uh, remember that scarf and him being annoying as fuck. <laughs> I remember him trying. He tried. So yeah, he tried hard real hard. And got so far. Does the book say it only works with Agden? It's been five months, like I said. Oh, did we leave an uh, animal behind in Yawn? I don't you guys left did. an animal behind everywhere. Not yeah, yawn, we left though. the Not snail. In yawn. Yawn. We, we left our the snail. snail and um, our... We left the owl bear. We had an owl bear in Thither. Yep. Yeah. What was it? Like, what was the snail's name? Speedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speedy. There it is. Speedy. And, juniper because um, we're juniper, so inventive yeah. the scarf can't be removed even if he dies <laughs> and he uh and the brand doesn't work for anybody else it does say that right there um okay or give it to them screw it give them the brand let them let them work it change their alignment to chaotic evil it's fine yeah i think like i said it before <laughs> you know if they're already killing the hamster with a ferris wheel give them the brand <laughs> oh my god or you go ahead caitlin Oh, I was just going to say, I know it's like a module, but like, just remember it is your game and it yeah. is magic and the Feywild. You could do whatever you really want. Yeah. Right? And, and, I, if and if your party says, no, that's <laughs> not what the book says, be like, why are you guys reading the book? Exactly. <laughs> I'm the one with the book here. Yep. That's great. It's, well, it's, I, was literally, I was literally about to say that. You left a rabbit in Heather. <laughs> I mean... Possibly oh. a litter. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, in my defense, part of my sadness about going back to childhood was that I wasn't going to be able to go back to get Jebic. Just go back oh. in a few years. Oh. Well, that's what he's going to do. Just come back with some abs. There, Yeah. Oh, like he didn't have those before. Yeah, but not an eight pack. <laughs> it was a soft six. Oh, uh, man. I, I mean, know. it was soft because of the fur. 16 charisma. And like a 16 Okay. Strength. Okay, 16 charisma does not mean you have abs. Come on. But w combined with strength? I would think that that would be more of like, more of like, mm. just like a bulk thing, but I don't know. Abs are hard. Abs are difficult. See, abs would be charisma, wouldn't it? Because you don't have to be strong to have abs. But you don't have to be charismatic to have abs. I mean, look at any of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I no, definitely no, don't have abs. I've got at least but a charisma of 12. abs can make you charismatic if you don't have anything else. Can they? And Isaac didn't have much. Okay, let's be honest here. How many models do you think have any kind of a personality? But is that charisma? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is why the but, D and D okay, the stat but there's system no, is there's weird. no beauty stat. Like that's the thing is charisma. Yeah. Can we used be to we used to have a comeliness stat that we added to sheets in like in like <laughs> early. Did 20s. you say comeliness? Yeah, we had to come up with something. I I may have told this story before, but my friends and I one time just just outside of high school, I don't know, I was like twenty. We were talking about what our stats would be as people, yeah. as you do. That's and great. I said, I was like, oh, I think I have a charisma of like, I don't know, 12 or 13. Like I've got a plus to my charisma. And all my friends were like, no, you've got like an 11, 10, 11 charisma, even my boyfriend. And I was like, okay, I guess. Oh, and so no. my mom came in and was like, what are you guys talking about? Cause like, I clearly sounded a little upset. And we're like, oh, we're talking about this. And she's like, oh, well, what's like, what's low and what's high. And I was like, well, 10 like average. And then like 18 is really high. And she's like, well, then you obviously have a charisma of 20. Aww. And I was like, my mom thinks I have a charisma. <laughs> <laughs> my mom thinks I'm cool. Mm, exactly. Yeah, it's the best version of my mom 20. thinks I'm cool. It's well, I think so that's that's what we kind of ran through our homebrew stuff in shards was that charisma does not equal physical beauty. Mm. It can. 
that can, that's totally. my thing it can but it doesn't yes. have to because like yes. we decide that Mal malia has a charisma of six and she we decide that comes out as her being blunt and irritated with people she doesn't like pretty words that's why the whole se session with the elves i was always talking about how much she's biting her tongue she's like digging her nails into her arm like she is wrecking herself to try and control herself watch the shirts yeah. of nern to know what's happening by the way <laughs> but she is not bad looking she is an attractive dwarf in fact yeah. that's her over one of christine's shoulders that one that one okay right good <laughs> also may i correct it's he has a girl. charisma of 18 and a dex of 18 which i feel gives him a swimmer's the bod <laughs> yes yeah as i was say i was about to say dex and strength together yeah yeah, he's well, got a strength Dex of 13, is acrobatics. Actually, not that great, but... Exactly. Yeah. He's like in... So, acrobatics to me equals gymnastics. There you go. Yeah. Which so, equals, like, that so sort Dex of is your ab stat. Dex yeah. is your ab stat. I still he does say... calisthenics, he doesn't lift. Yes. yes. <laughs> which means he's svelte. See? He's svelte. He's very lanky. Yeah. He's lithe. He's leonin. Exactly. See, you understand. Nice. Okay, uh, <laughs> anything else about Wild Beyond the Witchlight? Is that about it, folks? Uh, the, my my biggest um, advice to any player that, like, I've had a couple people come to me and say, oh, our homebrew's playing Witchlight. What do you recommend? And I was like, lean into the whimsy. Mm -hmm. Let it be whimsical. Let yourself be whimsical. This isn't a dungeon crawl. Just have fun. Mm -hmm. Let your childlike wonder take over a little Absolutely. bit there. Talk lean to into people. creative solutions and chatting and talking mm -hmm. and what not to try and get around stuff yeah. and dms lead into allowing that mm -hmm. yeah if you don't want it to be a combat game look for look for stuff to do like look for ways that you can skirt around stuff by you know having yep. stuff from the carnival if you have candy left over and stuff like that or good deeds hey do you need a do you need your garden weeded <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. teach a giant to love. Yes, teach a giant to love. You're not going <laughs> to be able to buy your way through. Bumble you don't get money. <laughs> I mean, you can buy your way through with your memories and stuff like that and experiences, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like that kind of ends up leaving your character maybe a little like with bits Hello. taken out of them at that point. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if if uh, Papa, um, if if you're if you're worried your group is gonna be murder hobos, wreck them. Yeah, the world the world is designed it. to destroy you if you are a murder hobo. Yeah. Mm. The and if they don't get it, worse than the world will be to them. Huh. But also maybe just have a very open conversation at the beginning, saying like, that too. "Hey, mm -hmm. here's the design. Here's the." conceit here's what i want to do yeah, yeah so, don't get mad at me when you tpk at a yeah. tree in the first couple <laughs> right? <of days>. yes <laughs> you know what that's the warning tree that's that why the they're like tree. if you're gonna be murder hobos this is what's gonna happen yeah uh what's the See best the <laughs> what's the best advice for incentivizing them not to murder hobo um, I think that, so I was going to bring this up. If you're going to run this module um, and you want to use the psychoactive domain transformations, so the positive and negative reactions to emotional stimuli chart, the chart's only eight by eight. Like it's eight positive, eight negative. Okay. 
um, just like the death in Prismere chart. It's only eight things and three of them are the same effect. You're going to have to expand those charts. Because if your players are constantly killing things, you're going to have to expand the chart. Because you've got a one in, what does that work out to be? A one in five chance of them coming back to life the second you kill them already. You should add other things. They turn into flowers. They turn into a different type of creature. They instantly reincarnate. Tons of, tons of cool stuff. Um, they get extra spikes. They get extra spice. They they get they they die and they come back with an extra head. And this head hates you twice as much, right? They turn into a kaiju. Gain a level. Gigantamax. Yeah, gain a level. They, they explode into a hundred smaller versions of themselves. Oh like, no! A convenient deck form rules. A, a deck appears in front of you, but it seems about half the size as it normally is, and it's all the bad cards. It's all yeah. the bad cards. <laughs> um so the deck of many fucks exactly yeah. so someone that's a different deck that <laughs> i'm gonna make i'm gonna make that for dm's guild it's gonna, it's gonna sell do. great oh it's god gonna, please do i don't want to have my name attached to that uh so <laughs> someone asked me in chat oh, a while ago kelly why are you not using the domain transformations as much and i think i talked about this last episode as we were closing up but the, the reason is that it, it, there's only eight options in the book, and they get stale pretty quick. Every time you guys do something, if I'm like, <clears throat> you guys do something bad, and you're like, all right, I go murder the hamster. The wood <laughs> of the Ferris wheel that you crushed it with squeak, squeaks and groans sadly. Okay. I murder Zabelna. An inanimate objects nearby seem to frown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's only so much you can do there. I think um, if you want to use uh, the domain transformations, uh, mm -hmm. but because the table is so small, if you're really committed to doing that mm -hmm. and you're comfortable as a DM, expand the table yourself. Yep. Add a bunch mm -hmm. of options and make them more severe. Yeah. Uh, have a severity table uh, is what I'll call it for sake of this. I'm also looking over here because it makes it less bloomy and terrible when I have <laughs> dis not discord heck and zoom over here. I'm sorry for the red. My camera decided that I should it, go fuck myself. It, it's <laughs> it's color correcting to your green screen is what it's doing. It is. And I can't fucking do anything about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, oh, well. I'm That's sorry okay. for my face. But anyway, uh, I think I have uh, severity tables. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so if they do something pretty like awful, like kills a bill, it's like, okay, I'm going to roll off this table where it is more severe consequences in the world. Versus say they were just rude to somebody. Yeah, or they're just rude to somebody. Negative. It's like, okay. And if it's like something negative, you can roll off like the given table. Um, but have like more severe consequences. Uh, give them like a madness or something. Yep. If like they do something really terrible, uh, like they decide to be murder hobos, it's like, all right, here you go. Have, have bounties put out for them. Yeah. yeah like they're bounties. after Will of the Feywild. You don't think that like the, oh, a yes. bunch of Herringon show up to trounce you because they're like, we can get gold from this. This is good. Or yes. Hayden, deny him things. Yeah. Like why, why would old Nib give you a bunch of stuff to help the Feywild if you're murdering everybody? Exactly. They've, They're his words gonna travel no matter where. It is also a magical realm, so word will travel. And if you do oh. bounties, uh, give them punishments because there is or always cursed gonna, items. You can get cursed, cursed items. items from Nib. Yeah, there's sure. gonna be consequences for your actions, and I think the punishments should you know match mm -hmm. that. So, not punishment, but it's, I'm trying to think of a better 
like there's also... consequences for your consequences is, is right so <laughs> yeah nib is a great way to do that because nib is only supposed to be able to give you positive things but you can still narratively spin that by saying that nib gives you things that work as long as you're good yeah. So like a cloak of protection. Great. That's wonderful. If you do an evil act, it starts to choke you Ooh. because it's trying to get away from you. Or instead of the one, the bonus AC to you, it gives you anything you try and after you kill something, the next thing you try and attack, it it's going to get the one AC because you're... Or, or the cloak wraps around your eyes and blinds you for a round. Yeah, like, that's like, I mean, yeah. like That's one way to like incentivize or provide consequences for if if they want to play that way in this sort of game. However, that's also something to consider is if you think that they're going to be that way consistently, how much is it going to affect your enjoyment of the game to have to penalize them for not treating the whimsy in this game? And consider maybe that's not the party to play this game with. Yeah, and if you're... Because now... if they're going to be that way, and it's going to ruin your enjoyment and what you want to do with Witchlight, mm. is that the group you want to play it with? Is it worth it mm. for potentially ruining your enjoyment of it? Consider if you're running constantly a, on them. Consider running Curse of Strahd or like Descent into Avernus, somewhere where, you know, a little murder is more acceptable. However, if they're very interested in still playing it and getting the consequences and being wrecked for being that way, mm. and you're okay with doing that, but I think you need to go in that being fully aware, all on the table with each other. Because always nobody wants to be resentful. Yeah, always have a session zero. Always have a session zero. Yeah. I am. Are we running Witchlight or Descent into Avernus? Or are we running one (laughs) then the other? Descent into Witchlight. Wow. Yeah. If all they want to do is be murder hobos, there's lots of modules that will let them do that. Is that... it's, it feels less in the spirit of the module too. It's kind of like, well, why do they want to play it if they're going to be just murder hopers about it and not actually yes. play to yeah. the theme of the module? Though, mm. I mean, at the same time, you might want to play it both ways. Yeah. Enjoy the whimsy and then go through and see how hard it can wreck you. Like, you still know mm-hmm. what's going to happen, but that might be fun too. Would... All right, question in the chat. Anything you would change having played through it once? Hmm. The other question is uh, from Jim Scheller. Uh, Would you ever run the campaign again with the alternative hook? I wouldn't run it again for the channel just because it is a lot of time and energy. The alternate hook is that a a warlock... I'm very sad that we weren't able to use this image, but it's a warlock with a giant pumpkin patch. Hire, cool. Yeah, right. Hires you to go check on Zabilna because that's his patron. Yeah. Mm. And he's all like, I, I would have had a great voice for him. I would have been like, yeah, I've been unable to contact Zabilna for the better part of a year. And I fear something <laughs> terrible is happening to her. Nice. I need your help. You mind like helping it. me? My name is. My name is in the book somewhere. My name's Madrick. My name's Ma- <laughs> Maverick. My name's Maverick. <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking Tom Cruise in it's there. It's just Tom Cruise, yeah. Heckin'. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. Guys, 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 guys. I need you. I need you to save Hollywood <laughs> and Zabilna. <laughs> yeah. 
Again, sure. we actually went through a. Uh, sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. No, it's a huge. I was just. Tr- I was just vamping Tom Cruise. <laughs> Please cut me off. Please. My Tom Cruise impression is not good. Keep going. Um, we actually ran a Wild Beyond the Witchlight one shot at a con that I attended. Um, so one of my wonderful directors uh, and D and D friends, uh, Anthony, he. Uh, he wanted to run live D&D at uh, Triad Anime Con, which was so fucking fun. Playing it like in person live with the audience there was so good. Oh, ooh, <laughs> juice, the energy, great. Anyways, that's beyond, that's beyond the point. Um, we He shortened it to a one shot. So where it all takes place at the carnival. Um, hmm. And the, uh, like the final fight and the, uh, you know, uh, the capstone to it was you fight Sold. Uh, and you have to fight him at the very end. And that restores thing. And it, is, it was all centralized at the carnival. Um, and the way he ran it very similarly, he just kind of paired all the, uh, the best parts of um, the beginning chapter at the carnival. So like we could still go into all of like the rides if we wanted to, but we had three hours to do it because we had three hours in the room. Yeah. Um, but I think um, if you want to like tighten up the carnival, like for like tips on like running uh, this module, if you want to tighten up the carnival, um, just pare down how much is there. Uh, so then you can get to the other parts of the module sooner if that's like your play style and what like your uh, your group wants. Also, it is your game. Feel free to add things to it. Let's say like you have a barbarian. We had a human barbarian in our uh, like one shot party. So something that immediately came to mind. Also cool. I can see the heckin uh, fireworks out my window. That's neat. Anyway, mm-hmm. 80 <laughs> Um, give them like a, a, a fight ring or something where it's like, there's no consequences to it. No one's going to fight, make it so they don't actually bleed. They, they like, they ooze custard or something stupid. They're fighting <laughs> like something custard damage, like throw something, um, fun and cater it more to your players while leaning into the, it's not going to be majorly combat campaign, but give, give them something to chew on. So like change custard. it to like custard custard damage is one of my favorite things from this campaign it's small and stupid but it's one of my favorite things it's mm-hmm. so good. and and custard damage uh barrel proficiency and pickle damage was another one that we had oh yeah but heckin um feel free to pare things down and uh just pick and choose what you like from it uh that you think will make the most fun story for your players because everyone's gonna play it differently I think it's kind of That's good. All right. Anybody else have anything they want to add for Wild Beyond the Witchland? Um, I would maybe say with the carnival, I have had I have heard a few people say that they hated that they couldn't get to everything. And I understand that it like the whole deal is like, oh well, you only get this much time at the carnival. And it's like, 
just let him do everything like i mean i let you guys do just about everything i think you you did and yeah. and yeah this is definitely so. not a this is literally this is this isn't i'm asking for no, a friend. No, 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 i'm just this i was uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, no i'm not i'm not i'm not calling you out or calling me out i'm Fair. just reminiscing i'm like i think we did just we about did. everything even yeah. the dumb roller coaster that even everyone's complaining about in chat yeah. right now because it's bad rewrite the roller yes. coaster it's, yeah, have it be it's better stupid yeah, turn it actually, into the garfield blacklight ride our oh, DM I, rewrote it in a kind of uh, like Anthony rewrote it slightly, but it just like made it more exciting, and it wasn't like all like the disadvantage and stuff like yeah. that. He just started fucking with us and just yeah. having fun with it, and I was like, "That's how you do it. Just yeah. mess mm -hmm. with us. Fuck Not with give us. us a curse for three seven <laughs> yeah. days that you have to roll for how many oh levels God. of exhaustion you get. Yeah, and it totally wouldn't have made yeah. sense for what what Hayden was playing because that was all in one night, right? Like having exhaustion exactly. over multiple nights, like. Who cares if you wake up tired tomorrow? The game's over by then. Like, let's let's. We need to be freaked out now, from the sound of it, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's just like, I I think you just it goes back to that. adjust it to what you feel works a little bit better. Yeah. But like, don't rewrite the whole module because then you might as well just write your own campaign based on this. Mm -hmm. But I mean, do if you want to. Yeah, it, I mean, if you want to go go right ahead. I mean, I'm writing a campaign right now for uh, like my players because they're like, hey, what are we going to play again? I was like, I guess I'm DMing again. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go review my books. When but, are you going to have time um, for that? I don't know. <laughs> um, may I, on the topic of sort of rewriting things, yeah. um, depending on your party, don't force your players to do the things like the poetry battle or the mm. acting challenge like there's some stuff in here that's a lot of fun if your players are into it but if you want to just like say oh you know what everybody just roll a charisma or roll a performance check and just leave it at that if that's your if that's who you're playing with and they don't want to do that part don't i, I don't penalize them if they don't want to do it because that's that is a thing that you need to be comfortable doing so don't feel like your player like encourage them and say that it'll be you know like encourage them to do it because it is fun but like don't don't discourage them if they don't want to do it fair yeah i always i i was recently somewhere recently on the internet um, like TikTok or something where they were bringing up that yeah discussion a thing of like the classic thing is like and, and and I enjoy doing this as as a person and I enjoy making up ad lib parody songs for Keiko giving bardic inspiration and stuff like that but I saw a good thing on the internet where it was like oh yeah um like you don't go and make the fighter go do 20 push-ups to prove that they can do it so yeah. don't force the non-creative person on the fly to make up a a song because it's like that is that is very unfair and it's like yeah, yeah. that actually makes sense i wouldn't want to be a fighter and someone alternatively do but you have to do the push-ups <laughs> that yes. is the other side that is that, that is, is the other side, side. <laughs> that is the other side yes yes have a session zero have a session zero yes have a session zero and make sure that's something that your players are comfortable doing and yeah don't force anyone to Dude, do anything and if ten, they do want to do it for advantage them. exactly do it for advantage sure but yeah make it a reward not ever like 
disadvantage for not doing something because that or is work what... with those characters to help come up with things that they can use and have prep so that they don't have to try and come up with it on the fly yeah. like little limericks or something because it doesn't have to be singing your bard doesn't have to sing no yeah no because like we... there's so many ways you can do that and like you can also play like a lore bard where yeah. they're not like more musical they're more like in the stories and stuff that they tell so like chanting mm. proverbs i did proverbs, once teach myself like to play Limericks. guitar to play a part dude Jokes, i like whatever yeah i have my get a knock knock joke book get a knock knock get like a dad oh, joke i had a dm no. that told me i couldn't he said you can't play a bard unless you play an instrument as in your bard has to play an instrument because he was used to playing that play people that play jugglers and stand-up comedians as their bards and he didn't oh. like that so he oh. said well you have to play an instrument so i thought that meant i had to play an instrument so i taught myself guitar and came oh to the procession and pulled my guitar out and he looked at me like what are you doing and i was like you told me i had to play an instrument so i taught myself guitar and he's like what did you do anyway inspiration so for the whole game every Dang. every session i i wrote a recap song every session oh my God. do you still play <laughs> no i i've forgotten it okay i, I learned how to say, play like, time of your life and the titanic song not the one from the movie nice i was gonna say i'm like if you still play we should be in contact because i'm writing a lot of originals right now so i'm always oh, looking for well musicians. maybe i'll have to relearn <laughs> i mean i'm also re i'm relearning as well so we could, yes. that could be a just hang out i learned the a chord again <laughs> how canadian of you oh, oh, the a -chord. Oh. i can't be canadian today i'm in america yeah <laughs> you guys are swapped yeah that's true that's true enjoy enjoy all the freedom for me while i'm up here i'll enjoy all the poutine for you sure i know we're not talking about it <laughs> that's why i'm like i yeah i know i know i know i know that's why the joke was said very flatly <laughs> um all right uh so the last question that i saw in the chat was if there's any supplemental material on the dungeon masters guild uh, that I would recommend. Um, there's only a couple pieces that I've looked at. First is Domains of Delight, which fleshes out what it's like to be in the Feywild in general. It, honestly, it, I, I feel like it should have been included in this book or in a supplemental book like Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Uh, it's worth a buy. I, I bought it before I played this uh, or ran this, and I think it's pretty good. Besides that, if you want to turn this into more of a dungeon crawl, someone mentioned Dan Kahn, uh, who wrote a bunch of stuff we used in Rhyme of the Frostbane. Dan is not only a cool guy, uh, but his work is really good. He actually contacted me at the beginning of this because we used a lot of his stuff for Rhyme and asked if I wanted to use it for Witchlight. But because we were going for more non-combat and it turned a few of the encounters into more dungeon crawls, I was like... I, I would love to, I would love to work with you on this, but it's not really the vibe we're going for, unfortunately. Uh, so we weren't able to work together on that. But if that's something you want to do, his stuff's quality. I strongly suggest it's Dan Khan, like, um, I forget if it's like Khan or if it's like Khan. I think it's Khan, like K-A-H-N. <laughs> Oh, anyway, look up look look up Witchlight. Oh, right, because Khan is K H A N. Yeah, yeah, right. So if it's Dan something, it's probably him. Um, and Dan's really solid. Um, uh, and I'm sure someone's gonna post it in the chat. Um, I feel like someone already did. Khan. It is with an A. It is A H N. Okay. Cool. I think Saul's just screaming Khan. Khan. <laughs> That's what I do whenever I'm at a convention. 
yeah really really good stuff though if you want to make this more more like that um so besides that i think that's it like i think we covered it like you run this module the way what what do you got that was me agreeing okay so I think that's... <laughs> run this module the way that you're gonna have the most fun with it yeah play it like play it like it's, it's fun. 1999 yeah play it like it's 1999 <laughs> play it like it's 1999 put some limb biscuit on and uh, keep rolling rolling Did rolling I tell you i found a wild wild west mcdonald's toy the other day what oh, did did, did you did you know okay who here okay i'm an 80s kid but who here grew up with those garfield glass mugs from mcdonald's apparently yep. they're radioactive Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have some kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this oh, is very minorly. Minor, yeah. Unless you use them every day, like me, I drink my milk yeah. out of those things. Yeah, a little, little radium. A little oh, radium yeah. never hurt anybody, right? No. It's not like it made people's jaws fall off. Yeah, nah. don't worry about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. That's a very yeah. good idea, Din. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Circus music and popcorn. Oh, yeah. um, for for music, uh, go to if you're looking for music. We used a lot of stuff from My Monument Studios. You have to pay to use their music, um, but I would go. Uh, Kevin McLeod has some really good stuff. The Chenapper Brothers Carnival, really really solid. Uh, it's all f- basically free to use, so long as you credit it. If you're broadcasting, if you use it like at your home game, just go to incompetech.com. Uh, Kevin McLeod, get his stuff. It's really good. Besides that, there's tons of different. Um... Didn't didn't Travis Savoy who did? A, oh, yeah, Travis um... Savoy. He he's putting stuff out right now. He's in. Um, I think he's all the way in Loom Lurch now. Okay, oh, yeah, because he did. Yeah, you were showing me a couple of that. Because we're both like super into soundtrack Music. shit. So yeah, he did good. He also did some stuff for Rhyme of the Frostman too, which was a pretty yeah. awesome. So yeah, Tra- Travis, Travis Savoy does really good stuff, and it's all free to use. It's on Spotify even. Like if yeah. you, if you're a Spotify person, but yeah, music is fantastic. Uh, but popcorn is an even better idea. Right. Popcorn's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, let's go in a big circle and let's say a goodbye to Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Hayden, do you mind starting us off? So not mind. <laughs> I can, this campaign was so fun for what I got to be here for. Which was um, like I'm, 80% of it, probably. That's a, that's a good chunk. I was here a for chunk. a chunk. Um, but I, I'm really grateful that I got to play this with you guys and uh, kind of go on the journey that we did together. I'm really, really grateful that I got to be there for the wrap-up. Uh, it, was, it was a very special uh wrap up and getting to uh at least get a couple more weeks with you guys uh before my life explodes again has been really really nice uh i missed all your faces uh i hope to see more of them and uh also yes um but i i'm just really grateful that i got to play with you guys uh you guys are all such wonderful players and storytellers and dm and i'm just very very happy so goodbye to my Nico Freya girl, she was my little bean, my chli bean, and I loaf her so much. And I am sure, in my mind, she is off having wonderful foxy adventures with her brother and just living their best lives, being little mischief makers and learning the ways of magic together in their own way, I think. That's true. Uh, Robin. Oh, Boise. Um, 
I'm still not from Krista now. I say that now because of you, Krista. Oh, Boise. Oh, Boise. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this was such a fun campaign. It was totally different than anything else I've done on this channel and for D&D specifically, especially different. Um, it was so great to uh, put on my purple makeup and hang out with you guys for 25 episodes, I guess, 25 weeks plus some yeah. extras. 30 with the how-tos. Yeah. Um, this was such a fun thing. The really d d different feeling, um, the whimsy and magic that um, you, especially Kelly, brought to this module. You gave it your own sprinkle of fairy dust that um it was it really... was ketamine oh, okay. really brings out the performances that's what that was it's true it's i wonder true. what those packages you kept sending me were they just kind of poofed when they opened i don't know oh, yeah. oh that was powdered oh, yeah. sugar oh mixed mixed with where was the ketamine don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> it was in the, it was in the stickers the 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 stickers of isaac Oh, that! Oh, that's why they're so. That's why no one else is getting them. It's true. Just <laughs> lick, lick them sticks. Fine. But yeah, um, it's such a fun time. Uh, H and every one of you other players, such a great party, uh, such a great vibe, and um, and yeah, I'm gonna miss this this little crew. And uh, I think Sassy, um once they had their night of fun and sent back to their own timelines i think sassy um continued to go to the i forget where i, I didn't know if it came to the place but she went to learn from um tilda and uh white but she brought a lot more music to the sanctum where she learned stuff um, and probably spent a lot of time with childhood friends that she made along the way. And she probably may not have been a sorcerer after all. She may have multiclassed and barred with that a little bit growing up after that. Who knows? But um, yeah, it's this is a, a great campaign. And uh, oh, <laughs> I'm getting emotional wanting to say goodbye to Sassy. Um, but yeah, that was a... Good time. It was good with her. Caitlin. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, this campaign was just such such a good time. Such a wild ride the whole way through. And I'm really happy to just have seen all of the growth each every single character experienced throughout it. Um sorry I kept getting dragged back to the Feywild during this zoo meeting. Um I'm not <laughs> sure or this uh, whatever. I have no idea. I think it's my client that just needs to be updated. But anyway, um, it's the background. It's cursed me. Clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, in any case, um, I'm yeah really, really, really happy for the journey that Luthien, that I got to partake on with Luthien and that she was able to um, find her way even without uh, the love of her life. But I'm so glad that she was able to uh, in the end, reunite and live out her life all over again. Mm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed everybody and not just the, like the characters as well, but just 
I think the dynamic between all of us has been really great as well. And it's been such a such a wild ride. <laughs> and I'm excited for more. <laughs> There's gonna be plenty more. Oh no, no, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, don't cry, don't cry. It was okay. great playing with you. Krista. Next. Hello. Um, yeah, this is uh, like what everyone has said. Absolutely. This has been such a different thing. Um, this is the first full campaign I think I've played with everyone but Christine. And Christine, I think we've only played Hunter full through. So this was, I think this is the first D&D game I've played with you all the way through. Um, and yeah, it's like, like Caitlin said, like this dynamic with everybody was is what facilitated it like i think if we like i you know i'm sure it would have been great with any group of people but like this group of people is what made this game and it made this game what it was and special and, and very very good and uh yeah like i said like isaac being able to have that arc and to have that arc happen organically coming from being a dick to <laughs> learning and growing and becoming a better person in general was what i really hoped for him but I did like I didn't push him. I was like, no, he's gonna be, he's gonna get there if he'll get there. And he did because all of you guys got him there. And everybody played such incredible characters. And it was it was such a neat thing to to be able to explore that. And thank you, Kelly, for facilitating that and bringing backgrounds into this, which like you don't have to in modules, right? You can just plunk people and say, here you go, here's your thing. Um, but being able to like have the stuff with his dad and stuff like and and that whole backstory of his incorporated really created something special other than you walked through the Feywild for a while. Um and uh as as much as I love that cat, I am glad I never have to wear his face again. <laughs> Until the sequel. <laughs> well, he's currently in piles on my bathroom counter. So uh, aren't we all? Be, aren't we all? Emotionally. Uh, that's, that, that's where the ketamine is. Uh, <laughs> I, was gonna just, I was unmuting to say that. Damn uh, also, uh, but but in goodbye, I think we need another Corrid dance because Amberthist said that they've missed it. I don't know why this became the Corrid dance. But I don't it know. Did. It was the horrid Corrid dance. <laughs> um okay so but yes thank you everybody it was wonderful and, and i'm very happy that this was my first campaign back and this was such a great one to be part of and i i don't know if i would have stuck around if this wasn't the one so i'm really glad it was and this has made me dive back in hard and it's probably the reason strixhaven is happening so oh. go team <laughs> nice all right christine Oh my God. Um, so yes, everybody, everything that everybody else has said, um, I really, really enjoyed getting to play Win and just having it come together um, because she really was such like the sweet, honest, just upfront trusting cinnamon roll of a character um, that just was incredibly different from everything else I've played, but similar in some ways to some stuff. Like she has some elements of like faith, Krista, in her. Yeah. And a little bit of Claudette and stuff like that kind of brought in. But at the same time, she's very distinct. And it was just a lot of fun to let loose and just kind of be like sitting back watching like the weird debates and the planning and stuff like that. And then just going, oh, well, what about this? what what what's going on i, I yeah, don't get it and just be like <laughs> huh not having to remember anything because it was like well she wouldn't have um 
And yet, at the same time, she had a lot of development and a lot of backstory that got hinted at a lot. Like, I really loved the stuff with the orphan. Like, that really, mwah, that was great. Loved it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to kind of miss her voice. She's a lot of fun to, to talk as. Which I think I have to do it one last time. <laughs> well, so you may know me as Christine, but I also played uh, a sweet little cinnamon roll that uh, would go, Hi there. Uh, my name's Gwendolyn Shafra. You can call me Win. <laughs> I need a shirt that says you can call me Win. Yes, on agreed. On <laughs> All right. Anything else? Little name tag. No, I think that's it. Okay. Everybody else has all said it as well, but. Uh, it really um, was a really good game. I really well, enjoyed playing with all of you. So It was really great playing with all of you. So uh, to round this out, thank you all for playing under me, uh, for going on this adventure. Thank you all for watching and for being part of the adventure as well, because I mean, we did it with you and we did it for you and we did it for ourselves. And I think that overall, this has been a phenomenal experience and I'm really going to miss this when it's gone. And I'm excited at all the things that are going to be coming. Quick reminder, if you're running this yourself, it's a module, it's a cake mix, it's it's a base. Flavor it to how you want it, you know, mix it to taste. It's a but you know what? For all of the uh, the mixes on the shelf, this is one of the good ones. So find out what you love, inject it in. There's room for it. It's a very malleable book, and it is willing to bend to conform to what you want out of it. Even if that is murder hoboing. I don't know why, but, you know, yeah, you could probably even make that happen. Um, reminder that tomorrow night, uh, we're going to be away from Monday nights for a little while, but uh, we will be returning to Monday nights later this year with Dragonlance, of course. Uh, Strixhaven is going to be on Monday nights uh, on Patreon uh, at least twice a month, usually bi-weekly, uh, starting in August. Uh, so if you want to join that, it'll be uh, broadcast to our patrons of the $5 tier or higher. Uh, Spelljammer is going to be coming on Sundays, as well as our existing games, Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age, on Saturdays. And... Uh, uh, the Shards of Nern, which is our homebrew game that broadcasts on Wednesdays, as well as uh, Vampire the Requiem, which also broadcasts occasionally on Wednesdays. Besides that, there are some other homebrew games in the works, so you can actually see some some games from the ground up that I think you'll really appreciate, really, really love. Uh, and our podcast, which is going to advance uh, access to our patrons over at patreon.com slash dorktales starting in September, and will be a weekly uh, adventure for podcasts or released to the general public sometime before the end of the year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you it's still like, good. it's it's real, it's so real, good. real goofy real so far. <laughs> um, if you want to support what we do here on Dork Tales and help the channel grow and and help more things like this happen, uh, you can give us a sub here. You should sub on YouTube if you're not already, because I love seeing those numbers go up. Uh, but if you want to support us, share us around, give us reviews, tell your friends. Post everywhere you can. Uh, post in every forum that you can that, hey, if you're running Witchlight or you're running another module that we've ran, this is a great way to, to see how it runs. Um, and if you want to financially support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dorktales for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support the channel. Uh, at $5 a month and higher, you start getting exclusive content, which is, honestly, it's a hell of a lot of content um, for, for just a few bucks a month. And it's greatly appreciated. I particularly want to thank those who who give um, just an unseemly amount of money uh, for their love and support, uh, which would be to my uh, my royal producer Shulton, um, 
who is a world builder tier, which is just an amazing thing that I never thought anybody would back. Um, my divine producer, DM Michael Gray, also uh, beyond my wildest dreams. Uh, my demonic producer, Sol Omen and Precarious, who are just also just below my socks off. Um, and then my princes of the Patreon, who are some of the most lovely people uh, that you'll ever, ever meet. Uh, Amberthist, who's in the chat right now, as well as Eolus, who was taking some time away from work to watch this. Uh, Trizelta, as always. Uh, Taryn, as always. Uh, Buddy and Cubby Gummy, you're all phenomenal. And all of the rest of you on Patreon and who are following us, watching us, and enjoying us. Uh, wherever we are found, even on podcast, if you're listening right now, thank you. It's all because of you. Um, and one last little thing I just want to note that I just went and had a look. Yeah. Episode one of Wild Beyond the Witchlight on yeah. YouTube is 264 views away from 33,000. Yeah. We'll put it on repeat, guys. Put it on repeat. <laughs> Watch it. Let it play live, guys. Wow. So you have made us the number one Wild Beyond the Witchlight video series for sure and perhaps episode the the most watched wild beyond the witch like content uh that isn't just from dnd beyond and, <laughs> and wizards of the coast uh on youtube so thank you we couldn't have been we couldn't have made it without you and we really appreciate it really from the bottom of our heart we hope that you come back for more because we got a lot more in the tank. Um, so with that, I just want to say that it's not goodbye. It's that uh, we'll see you when the carnival comes back by. And thank you for running this for us, Kelly. You were an amazing dungeon master and story guide. I was only as good as my players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are pretty great. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't we're sure if that was a whoop. I wasn't sure if that was a wolf comment, Krista, or a... No. That was, that was a, that was a, hair, a sarcastic hair flip yeah. comment. My hair is up, so I couldn't do it. You throw yeah, your hair you. back, check your nails. What's that there? A bunch of flail snails. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, uh, folks, uh, we'll see you next time. I have nothing to say there. I have no wild beyond the witch light. We'll see you next time. But you should speak to the king. Yeah, you, you should, should definitely speak, speak to the king. king. You should speak. You yeah. should speak to the king and, and watch uh, over Custer damage. And just remember that it always needs more harwar. Um, we we love you very much. <laughs> Mine's not this merch. Yeah. You're gonna wear our merch. You gotta wear our merch. I I just found it. Caviar. Go. Go. I'm not wearing our merch. Sorry. If you want to get some of our merch, I was cold I chose, after work. I chose cozy. You, you, you should have bought a t-shirt, yeah. uh, or bought a sweater. All right, uh, folks, that's going to be it for us from Wild Beyond the Witchlight. We'll see you next time here on Dork Tales. Good night, everybody. Dork Tales presents Wild Beyond the Witchlight is a Dork Tales production. It features Kelly Clark as the Dungeon Master. It stars Hayden Davio as Nico Freya, Robin Halford as Cecira Novus, Krista Mitchell as Isaac Rinaldi, Christine Rattray as Gwendolyn Shafra, and Caitlin Vinkel as Luthien Aradell. To watch episodes live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, tune into twitch.tv slash dorktales, or you can catch us later on YouTube at youtube.com slash dorktales. Our opening and closing theme is Carousel by Monument Studios. This episode also included the music of Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a role player can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your role-playing experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com dorktales. 
Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder. Our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the great and powerful. Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters and Bracarius, our fun but evil Funkel. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, and Amberthist. Great to have you on board. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundehoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Baum, Tabitha Rudkin, and Nick Pappas. Our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first-time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the CGFX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Moth Vibes D, Chandra Magic, The Traveler, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Joe Abad, Arak Nikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Aurora Wildheart, Ray G, Robert Fares, Michael Reynolds, The Bongmaster, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTC Nerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, and Andrew Rogers. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Willem and Isolde, Just Andy, EJ, Ashley Johnson, an insomniac veterinarian, Stevo's Gaming Dungeon, Creax, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ash Wolf, Faye Clark, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, and Jacob Embry. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktale survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.